for an unconventional but nonetheless in your scorebook three unassisted on the out a quick one two three inning from brian schwenton the saint genevieve dragons to send the sykeston bulldogs down in order we're through half an inning of play no score bottom of the first inning coming up we'll see the saint genevieve dragons back for the first time after this on the parkland sports leader am 1240 kfmo Graphic Options is our area's custom t-shirt and apparel manufacturer. Located at 120 West Pine in Farmington, Graphic Options offers a wide selection of options, including vinyl, screen print, embroidery, and more. Graphic Options in Farmington, a proud sponsor of high school sports. We care and take care of you when it comes to your insurance needs. I'm Chris Morrison, your local State Farm agent in Farmington. Our agency will take the time to sit down with you and develop an insurance plan best suited for you and your family. Learn more online at chrismorrisonagency.com. We're proud to be a part of high school sports. Hi folks, this is Randy Holsey at Flooring Systems. High school sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime, and that's why we are proud to be a part of high school athletics in the parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461. We're Flooring Systems of Farm. A name you can stand on. Banking with people like you. Unico Bank. We are happy to support all of the area's athletes and are proud to be a part of high school sports. Banking with people like you. Unico Bank. Bottom of the first inning we go. No score. We'll see the St. Genevieve Dragons bat for the first time and bring you their starting lineup. Brought to you by David Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance, 517 East Main and Park Hills. Insuring the parkland since 1955. Right fielder Mason Nix will lead things off for St. Genevieve. He'll be followed up by the center fielder Wyatt Springcamper. And then after him, rounding out the entire outfield to lead things off for St. Genevieve, it's Aiden Meyer, the left fielder. After that, the first freshman that we'll see for the St. Genevieve Dragons, their cleanup hitter, Luke Ferranto. He'll be playing third base. Behind him, it's the pitcher, Bryant Schwentz. Sixth in the order is Wyatt Kemper. He'll be manning first base. At shortstop, the seven-hitter, Grant Williams. At second base for the St. Genevieve Dragons, it's Justin Schweigertz. He'll be batting eighth. And the nine-hitter to round out the lineup, Jeremiah Bird. He's the DH. He'll be batting in place of the catcher, Isaiah Bosler. Again, it's Nick's spring camper, Meyer, Ferranto, Schwent, Kemper, Williams, Schweigert, and Bird. The order for the St. Genevieve Dragons under 18th year at the helm, Mike McDaniel, 2-6 and six overall on the season as a fastball misses upstairs to Mason Nix out of the right hand of Trace Sullivan, who's quickly set with the 1-0. This is low and away. 2-0, and your count. We'll use this as an opportunity to bring you the fielding alignment for the Sykeston Bulldogs again. Here's Jared Pettis. Sean, thanks. Left to right in the outfield for the Sykeston Bulldogs. Rush Alt in left. Jacob Levitt, the center fielder. Joseph Heckemeyer in right field as that one's fouled off around the horn on the infield. Carter Goodman is at third base. Connor Wallace, the shortstop. Carter Crow at second. And at first base, Noah Pruitt behind the plate as part of the battery. Luke Gradberry and the pitcher on the mound. Trace Sullivan, he's a righty, and he throws a fastball slider and changeup. Counts, it's two balls, one strike. Starting lineup comes courtesy of Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Sullivan brings his shoulders high, releases that shrug, and delivers the pitch. It's smoked on the left-hand side. Goodman's got it on a diving stop at third. Cross the diamond to first in time to get Mason Nix hustling up the first baseline. Well, Sean, you know it smokes when the third baseman has time after diving to get up and throw from his feet and still get you out, even though Nix has the speed as well. Nix was up that line in a hurry, but a good job by Carter Goodman, knowing that with how quickly it got to him, he still had time to make a play on it. Into the left-handed batter's box, here comes Wyatt Springcamper. He swings at the first pitch he sees. It's a fastball, and he's behind. Down sits 0-1. 
White uniforms today for the St. Genevieve Dragons with white letters and numbers. They look cool, but from a broadcasting standpoint, they don't help us out in terms of trying to identify players based on their number. As a pitch on the inside part of the plate misses for a ball, one and one year counts. Otherwise, green stripe going down the shoulders, matching the green stripe underneath the arms of the uniform. White pants with a white cap to match everything as well, and a white SG logo on the cap for the uniform. Meanwhile, for the... Sexton Bulldogs, that pitch is fouled back by Spring Camper. They've got black uniforms with red sleeves and a white trim around the collar and the edge of the sleeves. Sexton written across the front of the uniform in red lettering with a white trim and the diamond fonts that's common throughout baseball for the letters and numbers. White pinstripe pants with a red stripe going down and a black cap with the letter S in that diamond font on the uniform hammered left center field and deep this one is going back and it is going to hop to the fence it's a stand-up double for Wyatt spring camper as he hits it to one of the deepest parts of the ballpark yanks field here in st genevieve left center field and a new outfield wall as well so we don't know the distance to each part as it's not written on the wall it's not that green picket fence that they've had for years it's now a see-through chain link fence with a yellow trim around the top spring camper just laced that one to left unfortunately for him that's the deepest part of the park had it been to the corners that would have been gone i don't know if the dimensions are exactly the same it looks like it might be a little bit deeper in straightaway center field as there's a pitch upstairs missing for a ball to aiden meyer that forces gadbury to pop out of his stance from the catcher's spot in the past it was a flat center wall across center field and i'm trying to tell you can kind of see where the fence line changes a little bit and the angle changes but can't really tell from here if that's flat across center field or if it does have some curvature to it and i think it does have a little bit of a curve to it if so that'll make center field here even deeper at yanks field fouled back into the netting down is all even at one and one to aiden myers got a runner in scoring position in wyatt spring camper luke ferranto waiting his turn on deck spring camper Takes an extra stride out at second base. Sullivan releases his shrug and fires. Fastball blown right past Aiden Meyer at the plate. And he's behind in the count, one and two. Meyer, one of the many juniors on the St. Genevieve Ball Club. No seniors on this team. Look to second, and the one-two from Sullivan. It's a breaking ball without any break to it as it's flat and stays way upstairs, missing for a ball, two and two. One away in the bottom of the first inning, no score. St. Genevieve with a chance here as they've got a runner at scoring position. Popped up, foul territory, and into the parking lot. You listen for the clunk, followed by some ooze to signify whether or not someone's car was a victim of that foul ball. We don't hear that, though. And the count remains two balls, two strikes. Baseball season, the best for insurance companies, I imagine. I'm still surprised that we haven't. <laughs> we got to talk with the sales department, get someone to jump on just for baseball and softball as well. As that one's fouled back and well out of play. Let's get a sponsor, you know. This foul ball. Some auto body or something. Yeah, an auto body shop or something like that for foul balls. Brought to you by Sean Malone Insurance Company. Yeah. Spring camper at second. Aiden Meyer at the plate still is. He's not going down easily, fouling off pitch after pitch. He digs back into the right-handed batter's box. Slightly open stance. 
Sullivan, the 2-2. Again, that breaking ball without any break. Misses upstairs. Count sits 3-2. and two. He's not getting a lot of spin on that to get the break necessary to drop it into the zone like he's trying to do. Trey Sullivan sets, holds his shrug as he brings the ball to his belt and delivers the pitch. It's a fastball, kicking up some rubber pellets in the all-turf infield, and Aiden Meyer works a walk out of the full counts. Two on, one away, bottom of the first inning. Ferranto coming to the plate for the first time. And he gets the signal from his coach over at third base, Mike McDaniel. Always a fun conversation with Coach McDaniel. Talked to the pregame for about six minutes. That's not including the equally as long pre-pregame interview that we had, a conversation between the two of us. It's lasted about another six minutes, too. Low and outside called a strike as paint the zone against Ferranto is Trace Sullivan. As he's in a bit of trouble here, he's got two on, one away. Always a fun conversation with Mike McDaniel. Wealth of knowledge in his 18 years at the helm. Just a good all-around guy as well. Fastball misses high and outside for a ball, one and one. Umpire and crew today, Tim Dunsey behind home plate. Dennis Pogue, the field umpire. Look to second from Sullivan and the one-one. There's that breaking ball that drops into the zone this time, and it's called a strike as Ferranto looks at it. Counts it's one and two. Chokes up a little bit on the bat. And waiting the pitch from Sullivan, who's still getting the sign, shaking off a few. Now he draws set. Look to second. The one-two. Outside part of the plate, missing for a ball, two and two. We've talked a couple times throughout this season. It's the big topic of conversation at the major league level, the pitch clock. And the pitchers I saw yesterday, at least through the majority of the game, they wouldn't have had any problem with the pitch clock at the major league level. Sullivan, he might have been called for it a few times. The 2-2, low and outside, missing for a ball. Count runs full at 3-2. and two. Across the high school level, though, there aren't many pitchers that are going to take their time. A lot of the pitchers, especially the starters, like to move on their time, and, and that's usually pretty quick. Get the ball and throw it. Garrett Mork and uh, Colby Maxwell yesterday for Bismarck and Valley Caledonia, respectively, they were wasting no time. Ball four on the outside part of the plate as the runners were going. It's a walk. Second one in a row delivered by Trace Sullivan to the St. Genevieve Dragons, and they have loaded the bases for Bryant Schwent, who can help his own cause on the mound if he can get something out of the infield or in the air to the outfield even. Only one away here in the bottom of the first inning. Sullivan really takes his time on the hill, but yesterday was pretty much as soon as Mork or as soon as uh, Maxwell got the ball, they were ready to go with it. Here's the pitch from Sullivan. This is the outside part of the plate for a ball. Want to know your count to Brian Schwent, who digs into the right-handed batter's box. Deep in the box as well. His back foot pretty much right on the line. The 1-0. Lifts it into left center field. It's going to drop for a base hit and one hop to the center fielder, Levitt. One run scores. Two run scores. Myers slides in head first, and the St. Genevieve Dragons have a 2-0 lead in the bottom of the first inning. It's a good piece of hitting by Bryant Schwinn. Help yourself out, get a 2-0 lead, and settle in when you come back to the hill next inning. A two-RBI single for Bryant Schwent, and the St. Genevieve Dragons have put two runs up on the board, which for St. Gen, that's already pretty much one of the highest run totals they've got in the season. 
especially with a chance to add to it here as well as Schwentz will be courtesy ran. Adam Oder will come in in place of him. A junior for the St. Genevieve Dragons. As Wyatt Kemper digs in, he's got Ferranto at second and Oder at first. St. Gen, only twice this season, or three times, excuse me, have they put up more than two runs, or three runs rather, in a game. Pitch fouled straight back by Kemper. He's behind in the count, 0-1. St. Genevieve Dragons strike first, 2-0 they lead. Leo one, fouled straight back once again. And the count sits, no balls in, two strikes. Back-to-back pitches that Kemper was right on just underneath, and he fouled them both to the screen. If he gets a hold of one with that swing, that could be extra bases. Well, we've seen that so far in this game that St. Genevieve's had some really, really quality at-bats, fouling off a lot of pitches that they see until they get one they can put in play or until they get a ball and can prolong the count. This time, thinking he was going to get a ball, was Wyatt Kemper, but he stares at strike three as it goes past an off-speed pitch in the top part of the zone, and he's down for out number two. Big strikeout from Trey Sullivan on his 27th pitch. Brings Grant Williams to the dish. With two on and two out in a two-nothing ball game. High and outside. Count sits one and zero. Williams. Already the seventh batter to come to the plate in this first inning for St. Genevieve. You've just got Justin Schweigert and Jeremiah Bird to round out the order. The 1-0. Swung on a miss. 1-1. One one. Behind on that pitch was Williams as he waves at it. Sullivan sets, brings to the belt, releases his shoulders, looks to second, a long look. And delivers the 1-1 pitch. Misses on the outside. 2-1. Sullivan, interesting with his windup. I mean, he draws set. He's got his shoulders raised up high. He's all tight. And then he drops his shoulders and delivers the pitch. And he's been doing it whether it's the stretch or the windup. Look to second. The 2-1. Off the plate. Missing for a ball. 3-1 your count. It seems quite intentional. As he draws set at the belt and delivers the 3-1. Swung on and missed. Three and two goes your counts. As their throw back to first and diving back in time is Oder. He was almost picked off. In fact, Sykeston thinks they got him. They were starting to make their way off the field. And now they want to appeal to home and confirm with the home plate umpire. And Tim Dante's shaking his head. Dennis Pogue was the one out there that made the call. I didn't see the pickoff move. I saw it pick my head up late, statting the strike call. Yeah, I didn't they're not see. Gonna, they're not going to appeal this. I didn't get a good look as to the play at first base. But based on the reaction from Sykeston, they really thought they got him there. Here's the 3-2. Popped up, foul territory, first base side, hooking, and into the parking lot. This foul ball out of the parking lot. Brought to you by your insurance company here. Or your auto repair shop here. <laughs> In need of a new window or parked in the wrong spot? I think an auto body shop would be perfect (laughs) for that. We've got a couple of insurance companies that do sponsorship deals with us. Let's get an auto body shop. The 3-2. 
fouled back and out of play. We'll just start just opening spots on broadcast like yeah. you're at here. <laughs> <laughs> like you see on the billboards on the highways. Yeah, when they're not currently sold at that time. <laughs> just a blank spot. We'll just hear silence. You're at here. The 3-2. Fouled back once again. It's a good at bat by Grant Williams. And how many times have we seen this throughout this game where pitches have just been fouled off by the St. Genevieve Dragons? They're really battling. Popped up. Deep left field. Alt back. Now he'll drift to his right, and he's got it for the third and final out to end the bottom of the first inning. But in this inning, the St. Genevieve Dragons were able to flex their offensive muscles as they put two runs up on the board off two hits, no errors, and they leave a pair of runners stranded. Sykeston in the hole through one inning of play. 2-0, they trail to the St. Genevieve Dragons on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. To make a positive difference in our community, this is the mission statement of Prairie Farms Dairy in Park Hills. Branch manager David Parmley and his staff are proud to be a part of the different communities that they serve. Their employees supply fresh milk and dairy products to local grocery stores and markets that they too shop at. They are proud to support our local communities where they live, work, and raise their families. Prairie Farms Dairy in Park Hills. Curtis Glass Center of Park Hill, serving the Parkland area since 1978 for your auto, home, or business, is the only local glass shop that offers in-house calibrations on foreign and domestic windshields. Curtis Glass Center is your choice for windshield replacement or repair, custom flat or tempered glass or home window repair, and the best customer service. Don't trust your glass to anyone else. Curtis Glass Center, 601 Main Street in Park Hills, or call 573-431-5616. Nothing beats the convenience of pushing a button for instant heat and a beautiful fire, even when the power is out. This is Lance Seacrest in a lead belt stove and fireplace. We can do just that with our wide variety of Regency and Manesson gas fireplaces. Visit us online and request a quote anytime at leadbeltstove.com. Top of the second inning, 2-0. The St. Genevieve Dragons lead the Sykeston Bulldogs and Sykeston returning to the plate with Noah Pruitt to lead things off. He's their cleanup hitter. Pitch from Schwent. This is low and away for a ball. Pruitt awaiting the pitch. A 1-0. One hopper to the plate. 2-0 your count. It was an efficient first inning for Brian Schwent as he only needed 12 pitches to send down the Sykeston Bulldogs in order. Trace Sullivan, quite the opposite. He needed triple that amount to get out of the first inning. Low and away, missing for a ball. 3-0 your count. Pruitt looking to work a leadoff walk here. Schwent. Set staring over the tip of the glove. The 3-0. One hopper to the plate. It's ball four. And Pruitt works a leadoff walk. See if that can ignite the Sykeston Bulldogs offense with that leadoff walk as we get a lefty coming up. It's going to be Jacob Levitt who digs into the left-handed batter's box. And Schwent will work from the stretch as Sykeston has their first base runner of the game. Crowd in the plate in the front of the box as well as Levitt. He is really up there and he shows bunt and it's sliced foul. It's taken off for second base as Pruitt. Doing a little bit of a at-home pitch clock keeping. 
uh, right here at the table, Sean, and already working quicker, Bryant Schwentworth runners on ba- on base. Oh, yeah. I mean, even without the stopwatch that you've got pulled up here to check it, I mean, just the eye test tells you, Schwent, even from the stretch here, you know, he's looking to first a couple times, but he's still working at a faster pace than Sullivan is. One hopper. Runner takes off for second. Throw to second, not in time. Not able to hand the throw is Grant Williams as it popped out of his gloves. He tries to apply the swipe tag on Noah Pruitt, who's stolen second base. Pitch missed for a ball. Count sits one and one. It's a good jump by the base runner, Pruitt. Got the speed to get over there. If you're going to put him on for free, he's going to take one from you too. Maybe more. Schwent with a couple looks to second as Pruitt just kind of dancing around at second base and delivers a breaking ball that Levitt swings over the top of. And the count sits one and two. That breaking ball so tough to pick up when it's at least eight miles per hour slower than that fastball. The one-two. Here it is again, but it's pulled foul. Especially Schwent has no fear throwing it no matter the count either. Uh, we saw it in a 3-0 count moments ago whenever Pruitt was up. He just didn't get the handle on it. And even he started off at bats with that curveball as well. Being really crafty with his pitch selection. Quick meeting on the mound between him and his catcher, Isaiah Bosler, as Bosler trots his way back behind home plate. And Levitt will dig back in, facing a 1-2 count. Trent with a couple looks to second base. He looks one more time before delivering the 1-2. And it's pulled foul up the first baseline. Count remains one ball, two strikes. Pruitt off on contact will trot back to second base. Schwent, another look to second, looks again, sets, and the one-two. One hopper gets away from the catcher, Bosler, as it goes off his foot and trickles to the backstop because it's slow rolled away from him. It allows Pruitt to take third base on the pass ball. That runner not too big of a deal right now, but if he scores later on in the game, it could become a big deal if this if the score is still 2-1 to one and multiple runners get on for Sykeston. Yeah, it's not a big deal if he doesn't come home, but in the meantime, it is just because you got nobody out as that pitch is fouled off by Levitt. And he's standing at third base, so anything out of the infield is going to score him. And the middle infield's playing back a little bit as well, so if it's hit to the middle infield, Pruitt, he showed off the speed swipe in second earlier. He could probably score if it's hit up the middle. The 2-2, hit on the right-hand side, but foul, as that was just foul by a foot. And it got past the first baseman, Wyatt Kemper, as well. That would have been an extra base hit for Levitt. And we're about to see the ninth pitch of this at bat as Levitt has fouled off four foul balls with two strikes. Well, back in the bottom of the first inning, we saw the St. Genevieve Dragons do exactly this. Work a walk, battle back when you fall behind in a count, foul off pitch after pitch until you get something that you like. We're seeing that here in the top of the second from Sykeston. The 2-2 hit in the air right field, and it'll hook just foul. Levitt's on whatever Schwent is trying to throw him. It looks like it's that breaking ball inside, and he's just been a little out in front of him a couple times, pulling it foul. If he can sit back a little bit and keep it in play, that's going to be an extra base hit, a double, maybe a triple with the speed Levitt's got. The 2-2 again golfs this one foul. Sean, that might have hit Levitt had he not swung out in front of that curveball. It's a battle of wills at this point. Schwent keeps throwing him the curveball inside on him. Hoping Levitt will miss it, and Levitt keeps swinging at it every single time. It's the 11th pitch of the at-bat coming up. The 2-2. Inside part of the plate misses for a ball. 
We've got a 12th coming up here as this battle continues. This is a big lead battle between Jacob Levitt, the hitter, and Bryant Schwent, the pitcher. And the Sykeston bench is loving it. They're on the edge of the dugout right now, making a ton of noise. Nobody out. Pruitt's at third. The 3-2. Low, it's ball four, taking his bases. Levitt, after a great at-bat, he gets rewarded with a walk. That's a Matt Carpenter-esque at-bat, Sean, when Matt Carpenter was really good at taking them pitches, working the count, fouling some off even. Him and Wade Boggs both doing it really well. Two players that, honestly, if they wanted to foul something off, they could. Isaiah Bosler steps out from behind the plate and signals out to his infield the alignment he wants for them. Watch the runner at first. We'll see if Levitt takes off for second. He does. Hit and run is on. It's popped up on the infield. It's playable, and the second baseman's got in Schweigert. He throws the first not in time. Is having to hop up into the air as Kemper as Levitt was sliding right back into him. I don't think there was anything malicious with that slide. He's just trying to slide safely into first base. But because of that, Kemper didn't want to get cleated by Levitt. He had to leap up into the air. That brought him off the bag right as Levitt was sliding into first. And they would have got him, Sean, had Schweigert. He caught it and then kind of yeah. looked around. I think he wanted to know where the runner was at. Had he just thrown it over to first, they would have had him. But that's a tough play when a runner's stealing one and you're the player covering the bang and you have to go get the ball. And he kept Pruitt at third base as well. There's a throw to first that one hops to Kemper. Good job on him to stay with it as Schwent kind of bounced that to him on the pickoff move. You've got Pruitt at third. We'll see if Levitt takes off for second again. And that was a pop-up to second base, but it wasn't all that high either. Levitt was in a lot of trouble. He was probably going to be out there. I think you're right. Swung on a miss. Throw to second. It's cut off by the second baseman, Schweiger. That'll keep Pruitt at third base. They try to see if they can get him leading a little too far off the bag in the double steal. But Levitt's got second base. And the count is 0-1. Two in scoring position. One away. That eliminates the traditional double play. And a breaking ball waved at by Goodman. And the count 0-2. Back-to-back off-speed pitches for Schwint. And he's ahead 0-2. Trying to bounce back from that long at-bat with two quick outs. Working quickly. The pitch fought off foul. And it goes off the batter, Goodman. The count remains 0-2. Schwentz got a runner at third in Pruitt, second in Levitt. Good speed on the base paths. And delivers the 0-2. Popped up, foul territory into the hills on the third base side here at Yanks Field in St. Genevieve. And the count remains 0-2. The 0-2 to Goodman. Breaking ball, strike three as Goodman waves at it for out number two in the top of the second inning. Schwent trying to pull a Houdini act here and escape unharmed. Nobody's come around to score, but he's got Pruitt at third who got there with nobody out and Levitt at second. Swung on and missed by Connor Wallace as he chases the breaking ball low and away. Schwint just making some of these hitters look silly out there with that curveball. When he pulls the string on it, it's like a yo-yo. Comes back to him almost. You know, one. There it is again. Same pitch, same result. Connor Wallace shaking his head, not happy with himself after swinging at that same pitch twice in a row. Working quickly as Schwent. Here comes the 0-2 from him. And it's the breaking ball that Wallace lays off of this time. It's a 1-2. I tell you, Sean, it's something about that breaking ball. If you're in the box and you see a good one, you just got to stare at it. It's crazy. The 1-2. Fastball just missing the low outside corner. 2-2, two and two, your count. 
I remember in a tournament game, I was up against one, and it was right there to be smacked, and I just couldn't. The 2-2, swung on and missed, strike three, and that will do it for the top of the seventh, or second inning, rather. What an escape artist Brian Schwent is. You got two in scoring position with one out, and he doesn't allow either of them to come home and score. In fact, no runs, no hits, no errors, and those two players left stranded, as I said. We head to the bottom of the second. St. Genevieve hanging on to that 2-0 lead on KFMO, the Parkland Sports Leader. At Ledco Community Credit Union, the mobile app makes it easier than ever to handle all of your daily banking needs. Designed to be intuitive and simple to use, the app offers you access to a wide range of popular features, including account balance and transfer, transfers between Ledco accounts, schedule, manage and pay bills, as well as mobile deposit capture. See their website for download instructions. The staff at Ledco Community Credit Union can make your life easier and more convenient. And they're proud to sponsor high school sports online. You can hear award-winning high school sports broadcasts on your computer or your iPad. Or you can download the KFMO radio app and have high school sports on any mobile device. Brought to you by KFMO and our partners at Ledco Community Credit Union. Visit us online at ledco.org or visit both of our branches. One in Park Hills, one in Farmington. Ledco Community Credit Union. The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of local high school sports, and they remind you to stay alcohol and drug-free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope, online at sfccp.org. Hungry? The Riverside Grill on East Main Street in Park Hills has homemade daily specials or choose from a menu of other delicious entrees or stop by for a hearty breakfast every day from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. The Riverside Grill across from the Farmer's Market in Park Hills. Bottom of the second inning, St. Genevieve with a 2-0 lead, 8-9, and then back to the top of the order for the St. Genevieve Dragons. will all come to the plate here. It's Justin Schweiger to lead things off. As the first pitch is taken for a ball, 1-0. It looks like we might get a Jeremiah Bird. It was uh, Ethan Ottens, the designated hitter, Sean. Oh, excuse me. Pitch in there for a strike. A little bit of confusion on uh, the lineup and roster as the numbers, the 28 and 29 on the roster, the 8 is a little bit scuffed. Called a strike, and the count sits 1 and 2. The pitch upstairs, 2 and 2. We'll blame the printer, Yeah, Sean. We'll blame the printer on that. The 2-2. Pulled well foul left field side. Ooh, man, that got that a piece of him. him. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That, that got more than a piece of him. Well, Justin Schweiger is going to have to shake that one off and make his way up the first baseline as he's on with a leadoff hit by pitch. That's when you don't think of it now, but when you get home, you're going to have to find an ice pack. Oh, man. That was a that sure was a fastball that got him. <laughs> I'll bring Ethan Otten to the plate. Number 29, Ethan Otten. 
with Schweigert on first and nobody out in the bottom of the second inning. As I mentioned before, runs have been hard to come by for St. Jen, and they got an opportunity to add to it here. We'll see how aggressive they get with Schweigert at first. Bunch shown, barrel pulled back, misses on the outside part of the plate, taken for a ball by Otten. Count is 1-0. and And those are little things that you want to see out of the bottom of your order. They don't always have to be guys that, you know, hit the ball well, but if you can do the little things, like drop a sacrifice bunt when called upon, as that one misses way upstairs for a ball, 2-0. That's a big plus in a manager's eyes in terms of why you should be, especially in a spot like DH where, frankly, you could put anybody in that spot. If you can do that, though, advance the runner, you're going to win some bonus points with your manager. 2-0. Miss in for a ball. 3-0. This is one as well. Have a good eye. The problem is, Sean, bunting's a dying art, and with yes. the Major League National League switching to a DH, you won't see pitchers need to lay, on, lay down a bunt, and the Major Leagues is turning into a home run. You need to score home run or hit home runs, rather. Or you need to get on base, and getting on base works with a walk right there. Yeah, four-pitch walk. I think we'll start with the shift being banned now yes. for baseball and the bigger bags leading to more steals, throw, fewer throwovers to first base allowed as opposed to an infinite amount in the path. I think we're going to kind of see that shift turn its way back. It used to be with the shift. It's yeah. like, why even bother put the ball in play? Exactly. You are, just hit it out of the park. So the, you know, the feast or famine type players became popular, I think, in large part because of that. And it kind of one arm, one hand fed the other. Two on, nobody out. Bottom of the second inning. Here comes the top of the order for St. Genevieve. It's right fielder Mason Nix. And he takes the first pitch strike as he watches the fastball go by him. Counts hits 0-1. Ground out to Carter Goodman at third base. That's his day so far. Now the home run won't go away, but you'll get base hits that you'll start seeing that weren't base hits last year. Pop up on the infield. Infield fly rule is called. And much to the dismay of former sports director Greg Allen, it is caught by Trey Sullivan. Always a big proponent of drop it and see who knows the rules. And whether or not you get Schweiger running for set third base, and then you can get both of them out. It's always fun to see when major leaguers do that. Yep. So there's some that don't know the rule. Yeah. Well, it happens so seldom, yes. the infield fly. It's not something that you're, you know, it's at the forefront of your mind all that often is there's a fastball that misses high and outside for a ball 1-0. Spring camper up at the plate. He's one for one on the day with that absolute rocket double he hit to left center field. And they're kind of playing him to pull a little bit in left field as well now. He hits a rocket shot to the first baseman this time. Noah Pruitt who snags it. He steps on the bag. Two away as Schweigert and Otten advance to third and second respectively. I like that play from the first baseman, uh, Pruitt. Just get the out in front of you. That one was taking him away from second base. Would have been a tough play even with the speed that Ethan Otten's had over there at first. That'll bring Aiden Meyer to the plate. He digs into the right-hander batter's box. Worked a walk in his first and only plate appearance of the ballgame. He's got two in scoring position, the eight and nine hitters in the order. And he hammers this one to center field. Levitt on his horse in the gap. And did he make the play on it? Yes, he did, as he almost collided with Joseph Heckemeyer, his right fielder. He was able to close the gap between the two of them and make the out to end the bottom of the second inning. The St. Genevieve Dragons, they get no runs off, no hits, no errors, and they leave two stranded and lead by two. Two nothing as we're through two innings of play. This inning break brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sansegra in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge.
For more than 115 years, Belgrade State Bank has been neighbors helping neighbors. It's how we do business and it's what sets us apart, shaping every decision we make from supporting local causes to helping businesses and families succeed. Our checking and savings accounts, mortgages, personal and business loans, and financial planning help people reach their goals and live their dreams. It makes all the difference. Belgrade State Bank, a wise place to do business since 1906. Member FDIC. If you've slipped into the habit of spending a lazy evening in front of the TV, there's nothing to watch on television. Try the Bullpen Sports Grill in Lettington for an evening of fun, the tastiest food, and sports on one of their big screens. Challenge your family to shooting some hoops, clearing the pool table, or testing your quickness with one of the video games in the arcade at the bullpen. You'll find something for everyone, including daily specials and events. There's only one way to play in the bullpen, and that's at the Bullpen Sports Grill, 1500 East Main Street in Lettington. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by American Family Insurance Agent Harry Peterson in Farmington, Bryant Restoration in Bonterre, Mineral Area Overhead Door in Park Hills, and CarSmart of Farmington. To the third inning we go, 2-0. The St. Genevieve Dragons lead the Sykeston Bulldogs as this one poked foul by Rush Alt, 9-hitter for the Sykeston Bulldogs. And here to take over the play-by-play duties is Jared Pettis. Sean thanks, 9-1-2-2 up for Sykeston. Alt behind 0-1 after fouling that one off. Still on the hill, Bryant Schwent, and he delivers this one off speed. Gets Alt swinging as that one was a uh, about an inch in front of the plate when it touched the ground. And Alt way out in front of it, he's behind 0-2. It's that breaking ball that Schwent loves, and you can see why. This time he goes fastball on a grounder towards the second baseman. He ranges to his right, Schweigert to first, and a good stretch, Kemper, and they get the runner, Alt, on the 4-3 to three put out, well, one that, away. That was a really nice play from Justin Schweigert. He had to range to his right, backhand it, stop on a dime, and turn and throw to first to get the nine-hitter in the order out for the Sykeston Bulldogs. Left fielder Alt, uh, Rush Alt, and he was able to do all that and make it look smooth and easy as well. Not an easy play for the freshman to make. And Luke Gadbury stands in back to the top of this order here in the third. He's ahead 1-0 after laying off that off-speed pitch low. He was struck out on three pitches back in the first, and he's ahead 2-0. After the fastball misses below the knees. Wording on the front of these Dragons uniforms in cursive, reading Dragons. Beautiful, beautiful logo and jersey, honestly, Sean, but it, it yeah. is the white numbers on the white jersey that just gets it for me. And a 3 0 oh, that, count. That's it. It looks phenomenal for St. Genevieve, but from a broadcaster's standpoint, it's not fun when you see a team that's wearing uniforms like these as there's a four pitch walk that's worked by Gadbury. And that puts speed on the base paths as Joseph Heckemeyer will stand in with the runner on and one away. Makes our job of telling the story of the game hard when it's difficult to identify one player from another. Courtesy runner coming in for the Bulldogs, and it'll be Heath Poindexter. He's got a lead off of first base right now. Big one, too. Let's keep an eye on him. They're going to check on him. He's back safely. As Heckemeyer stands in, he struck out looking back in the first, fouled off a couple off before being called out on strikes. 
With an upright stance in the right-handed batter's box. Oh, man, I think they got him, Sean, on that pickoff attempt. The umpire says no. Dennis Poe got there saying he was safe. That one was awfully close. Wyatt Kemper hopping around at first base after that. He thinks he got him. I don't know if I disagree either. Let's see if we get that first pitch to Joseph Heckemeyer. We do. The runner goes, reaching for it on the hit and run and fouling it off Heckemeyer. He's behind 0-1. That off-speed pitch again. And Isaiah Bonsler behind the plate. He's got the arm, too. If you throw an off-speed pitch, he could still gun down a runner. Well, the chance that he had earlier when he threw down to second, back when um, the first baseman for the Sykeston Bulldogs took off and Noah Pruitt, it was a pretty good throw. He almost had him. Very big lead over there at first by Poindexter. They're going to check on him again. He's back safely. Give credit to Schwent for doing a good job of keeping an eye on him, and that's probably the biggest part of the rule change in Major League Baseball is the throw over to first, the limit that you've got on it now. Yeah, that third one, that would have been a balk. The 0-1, fastball to the plate, fouled off, 0-2. Behind in the count is Heckemeyer. And it's fun when we've seen the players, you can kind of see their eyes light up when a pitcher runs out of those throws over to first at them. Just get you your know, biggest lead. Ronald Acuna. <laughs> Uh, for the Atlanta, for the Atlanta Braves, he, he stumbled out of the gates when he had that opportunity in front of him. No more throwovers the first, and he took off. Oh, two swing and a miss. Runner goes, and he'll get the stolen base as it hops away from the catcher. And Bosler runs right into Heckmeyer. Two away in the inning as Joseph Heckmeyer down swinging. Yeah, Heckmeyer swung at that one, and after that, turned to his left, and that's the direction Bosler was trying to go around Heckmeyer to get to the baseball, and they kind of ran chest to chest into one another. And Bosler, by the time he was able to get around Heckmeyer and get to the ball, Poindexter standing at second with a successful steal. Trey Sullivan in the lefty chases the first curveball he sees in this at bat and bounces it foul. He's behind a one. He grounded out to Wyatt Kemp in that first inning that ended the 1-2-3 inning. And an odd play that Kemp kind of bobbled it, still had time, but the pitcher was there, and he just ran around him. Another curveball just misses the base of the strike zone. One ball, one strike. At second base, Heath Poindexter running for Luke Gadbury, who walked. Coming set, Bryant Schwint, the 1-1. Off speed again, just missed. Ball two. Just a little low on that one as it fell across the plate. We've seen Schwent in trouble before as Bosler will call time and go out and have a conversation with him. Just an inning ago, he had a runner at third and nobody out. He had a situation with two in scoring position and only one out and still scoreless. The Sykeston Bulldogs, Schwent has done a really nice job throughout this game so far, eliminating any danger he's found himself in. Two balls, one strike, and Schwent comes set and deals. This one laced down the right field line, but well foul. And we will have a 2-2 count as with one pitch, Bryant Schwint could get out of this little bit of danger, not too much, but a runner at second base. After the one-out walk, then a strikeout held him there. And the 2-2 pitch as Schwint comes set and deals off speed. That one's going to get to the backstop and Poindexter with the late break. He'll get into third standing up. Nice play from Bosler to almost get him. It goes off the netting behind home plate, and he snagged it with the bare hand and tried to just quickly whip it over to third. But at that point, Poindexter just had too much time, even with the late jump. He made it into third base with plenty of time to spare. 3-2 pitch, and working from the windup, Schwint. He'll hop this one to the plate, and another walk as Trace Sullivan reaches. 
with two outs, and there's runners at the corners, and we'll see if we get a courtesy runner for the pitcher. Doesn't look like we will. No, not at this point at least. And Noah Pruitt coming back up to the plate. He was the player that I mentioned before that made it all the way around to third base but didn't come around to score. Schwent back to the stretch. Takes a peek at both runners and comes set after getting the sign. Two outs, two on. The pitch off speed in the almost said dirt, Sean, in the turf. And it's a ball. Yeah, the dirt-colored astroturf that they've got here in the infield. 1-0 is the count. Beautiful Yanks field. Beautiful day for baseball, too. A little overcast, but the sun coming through. 1-0 off the end of the bat. It's somehow going to stay fair and picking it up. Kemper, he'll have to go back to the bag and step on it for the out, and two runners are stranded. No runs, no hits, no errors. Two runners left aboard for Sykeston. They trail 2-0, and St. Genevieve coming to bat in the bottom of the third, trying to add on to that lead. You're listening to High School Baseball on the Parkland Sports Leader, St. Genevieve and Sykeston on KFMO. Ozarks Federal Savings and Loans mobility app allows you to bank right from your smartphone or tablet. Just download the Ozarks Federal mobility app in your app store. With mobility, you can deposit checks remotely, check your account balances, transfer funds between accounts, pay bills online, and more. Ozarks Federal mobility app, a convenient way to bank from anywhere. To find out more, go to OFSL.bank or call one of our knowledgeable account specialists. Ozarks Federal, the homeowner's bank, always loyal, always local. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Started back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kinsey, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab. Dalton Home Improvement, 431-2373, proud to be a part of high school sports. You work hard to make sure your family has everything they need. Life insurance from American Family Life Insurance Company can help financially protect your loved ones by replacing a portion of your income if you were to pass away. That means your family will have the help they need need to maintain their quality of life and pursue their dreams. Get the peace of mind you deserve by protecting what matters most. American Family Insurance. See Bill Betts on East Main Street in Park Hills or call 573-431-4893. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Belgrade State Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, and Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Farmington. Luke Ferranto to lead things off. Bryant Schwint and Wyatt Kemper to follow him up. Grant Williams, the fourth spot in this order. If we get there, St. Genevieve had two runs on two hits in the first. No hits in the second. But did strand two in each inning. Ferranto walked on the fir- in the first and was stranded at second. Still on the hill, Trey Sullivan. As Fronto lifts this one in the air, second baseman going to range back Carter Crow, and he can't come up with it. He'll drop it and then boot it as coming up to first base is Ferranto. That's going to go down as an E4 on the second baseman, Carter Crow. He should have had that one all the way. He was stride for stride with it. I don't know if he lost it perhaps in the sun that's behind us here with this noon first pitch and that daytime sun as we approach 1 o'clock or what, but you know something about it with his stride, he just didn't look comfortable but it wasn't even like he really had to reach out too far for it or extend his stride too much to get it. That was certainly a playable ball in shallow right field. Bryant Schwent grounds this one to Crow. He'll flip onto the second base bag. Connor Wallace over to first. A double play and a good stretch. Noah Pruitt nearly doing the splits over there. He is going to have to stretch his leg before he stands up, Sean. What a play. 
Carter Crow didn't have to wait very long for a chance at redemption, and he nails it. Double play, got the ball, knew he still had time as it took a couple bounces to get to him. Just a gentle underhand toss to Connor Wallace covering the bag at second. He goes across to first, and like you said, Noah Pruitt, really nice job just stretching and using every bit of his frame to get the ball as quickly as possible while keeping his foot on the bag. Well, Sean, that one made me hurt as this one misses low for a ball 1-0 and to Wyatt Kemper. And quickly, an unorthodox two pitches, two outs after the error and then a double play. The 1-0 from Sullivan missing high for a ball. Kemper struck out looking in the first for the second out of the inning. He'll stand back in ahead in the count 2-0. Coming sent, Sullivan with nobody on, he deals. That one's going to hop to the plate. Catcher Gadbury going to knock it down. And with a 3-0 count, Kemper could become the fourth walk allowed by the pitcher Trey Sullivan today. That nice warm breeze off the turf. As the wind blowing in from center field at 10 miles per hour when it's at its most, the 3-0 right there at the letters called a strike. This will get me over strike delivered from Sullivan as he's working again from the windup with nobody on. Back to the stretch. And the 3-1 pitch. That misses for a ball. And that'll be a two-out walk and a base runner for the St. Genevieve batters as Grant Williams comes to the dish. He worked along at bat back in the first but ultimately flew out to the left fielder. We've seen a lot of those long at-bats from St. Genevieve throughout this game, and Sullivan's only gotten through two and two-thirds of an inning, and he's already thrown 57 pitches in the ballgame, and that's with those super-efficient first two outs that he got in this inning as well. I mean, he took him 50 pitches to get through the first two innings of play. Fastball with some pop to it. Williams lays off of it, but it's right down the middle for a strike. He's behind 0-1. As Trace Sullivan picking up the pace that he's working at with the runner on and deals from the stretch. Now he slows it down the 0-1. That one's going to skip to the plate, and the runner going to see it low and take off and get in there safely with the stolen base. Well, they had a chance to see if they could get Kemper taken off for a second. The issue was the catcher Gadbury. I don't know if he didn't have the right grip on the ball that he liked, but he kind of, when he popped up out of his stance, he held it for a second as if he was trying to look back Kemper. But Kemper was already running. There's no looking back a player who's already taken off at that point. Sullivan comes set. You can shoot all the daggers out of your eyes that you want, but you're not really going to be able to stare someone back to a bag when they've already turned and ran. The 1-1 misses inside for a ball. Two balls, one strike to the shortstop Grant Williams in the St. Genevieve lineup as the second baseman Schweigert awaits on deck. The 2-1. Oh, right back where it came from, but knocking it down is the pitcher Sullivan. He'll have plenty of time to go get it and flip it to first. That's a good play by Sullivan to stay with it. And we've played three full. The score remains 2-0 as St. Genevieve strands a runner at second base. We go to the top of the fourth. This inning break courtesy of Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsacraw and Jonathan Steffen. You can contact them today for a free quote on auto home business or life insurance. 2-0 after three on KFMO. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of the Parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. 
When you buy a vehicle, it's a big purchase and often a sacrifice. Hi, I'm John Robinson, sales manager at Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Farmington. When you're thinking about buying a new or used vehicle, we understand the hard work it takes to pay for one. That is why we work harder than any other dealership to get you the best deal possible. At Pettis Automotive, we will get you into the vehicle you need and want for the best price with the best customer service. Visit us today on the Auto Road off Highway 67 and let us help you get into the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Pettis Automotive, we will work harder for you than any other dealership. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Cozine Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, Chris Offenberg GM Superstore in Farmington, First State Community Banks, Willett Home Furnishings in Bonterre and Farmington, and Shelter Insurance Agent J.J. Vickers in Bonterre. Sullivan coming up. It's Jacob, or uh, beg your pardon, that's Sykeston coming up. Sullivan batted in the third. Jacob Levitt, Carter Crow, and Carter Goodman, the three guaranteed hitters here in the top of the fourth inning and a 2-0 game St. Genevieve leading they got their runs back in the first where their only two hits came from and the only hits in the game Levitt again playing way up in the box as we get a couple of substitutions Carter Crow no longer batting in this inning it instead will be Connor Wicker on deck. And Carter Goodman won't hit either. As it will be, well, we'll see who it is momentarily. And so some interesting substitutions mid-game in the middle of the order as well for the Sykeston Bulldogs. It is Jacob Levitt, and he fouls this one off. He's behind 0-1, and Schwint from the windup. He deals right back up the middle, and that'll be the first base hit for Sykeston here in the fourth inning. And a single right up the middle as it hopped over the second base bag. And now we see one of the substitutions come to the plate, Connor Wicker. Well, here's the issue with relying on that breaking ball as your go-to pitch is if you can leave it out over the plate. And if the opposition sykes in, in this case, is sitting on it, they're going to get a good opportunity to do just that. Smoke it right back up the middle for a base hit. Runner goes, pitch, foul ball as... Connor Wicker is behind 0-1. And on deck, the other substitution, it's Dayton Taylor. Right now it's been pretty much 50-50 from Schwentz between the fastball and the curveball throughout this game. Schwentz from the stretch, takes a peek at the runner and comes set on an 0-1 count. Off speed, that one's going to scoot away from the catcher and get to the backstop, and that'll allow the runner, that is Levitt, to get to second base. On the 0-2 as the pitch in the turf pellets, Wicker chasing. That warm breeze continuing to roll in. You really nailed it when you said that before. The breeze is warmer than the temperature outside right now. The 0-2 curveball gets the strike zone as Wicker is down on strikes looking. Strikeout number six in the game for Bryant Schwent. One away with the runner at second. And Dayton Taylor will stand in. He's a lefty. I wonder if that's maybe the reason why these substitutions were made. Trying to see if you can get some left-handed hitting, someone that can maybe see the breaking ball out of Schwentz's hand a little better. Pitch missing low for a ball. As Schwent comes set after taking a look at the runner, does again, now delivers the 1-0. 
just below the knees and inside. Two balls, no strikes. Standing back in, a little bit of, a, of an open stance for the batter in Taylor in the 2-0, high and outside, and 3-0 to him. He lo it looks like he's really crowding the plate as well. Looks like he's standing with his toes right on the line on the inside part of the box. Yeah, he style, is, I yeah. mean, his left foot is almost out of the box. The stance of Juan Soto, the placement in the box of Anthony Rizzo as the 3-0 in there for a get-me-over strike, 3-1. He is really crowding that plate. But back to deep in the box as well. I, I think he's certainly positioning himself that way because of that breaking ball. He wants to see if he can get it in on the hands a little bit and yank it up the line on the first base side. He won't get a chance to as he works a walk. The 3-1 missing outside, and there's going to be two runners on with one away, and the expected hitter, Connor Wallace, coming to the dish, and it will be the shortstop, Connor Wallace. Wallace 0 for 1, strikeout swinging. That's his afternoon so far. St. Genevieve grounded into a double play last inning. Let's see if Bryant Schwent can force Sykeston into one as the off-speed pitch just misses outside for a ball. Schwent needed 12 pitches to get out of the first, 27 in the second, and 18 in the third. He's at 57 coming into the inning. The 1-0. Off speed, reaching for it, Wallace. That evens the count, 1-1. One, one. So far, 13 pitches in this inning. And so far, this is now the third inning in a row where multiple base runners have reached for Sykeston. It's happened in all but the first inning. As the 1-1 one, one misses low, catcher... Isaiah Bosler can't keep it in front of him, and runners move up on the pass ball, both of them. And this is the second time now that runners have made it as far as third base against Schwentz, and the second time that we've had two in scoring position with one out. That'll put Bryant Schwent in the windup with runners at second and third, the 2-1 pitch. Off speed, missing low, 3-1. and one. These hitters now starting to lay off of that off-speed pitch as they're making their way through the lineup the second time. And it's about to be the third time through the order if this little carousel continues. The 3-1 just catches the outside part of the plate. A fastball makes it 3-2. Good pitch from Schwent. See if he can deliver a better one for the out. 3-2. That one gets a piece of Wallace, and the bases will be loaded with one away for Rush Alt, the ninth spot in the Sykeston batting lineup. Three, this is a big moment here. You've got the nine hitter up in the order. Nowhere to put him. Bases are loaded. But if he is able to reach safely or at least not into, hit into a double play, you've got the top of the order coming through. And, Jared, we've seen throughout this inning so far that it's a bit of a better look from Sykeston against Schwent. They've got an idea on what that breaking ball is doing. They know how heavily he likes to rely on it. This is a big moment here in this ballgame. First one misses outside, 1-0. Corners are in. Middle infielders at double play depth. This one fouled off. One ball, one strike, and Alt just behind that fastball. And Schwent, it's not like he's way up there. With his pitch count, he's up to 74. He's about to throw his 75th. He's a junior, so he's got up to 105. But you got to wonder, if he puts this runner on here, is this is his day done? The 1-1 misses outside, 2-1. As again, Schwent to, went to the curveball. 
And listen, it, it happens sometimes. You're going to have games where they just pick up what you're throwing pretty well, and you can't make it through any further than twice through the order. This one popped up to the left fielder. Meyer is there, going to tag at third base. The runner, that is Levitt, the throw wide into the backstop, and the runners at first and second will also move up. As Levitt scores, making it 2-1 on the sacrifice fly by Rush Alt. And you're going to love that if you're Sykeston. you got to run home. Lead's now cut in half. You've gotten to Schwent, and you've got two in scoring position. And you've got your leadoff hitter, Luke Gadbury, up at the plate, and Schwent remains in the game to face him. Leadoff hitter Gadbury walked in the third, struck out in the first. Behind 0-1 here as the runners moved up on the throwing error by the left fielder, Aiden Meyer. And the 0-1, off speed, swing and a miss. Out in front of it is Gadbury. He's behind 0-2. Strikeout swinging and a walk. That's the day so far for Gadbury. He'll call it a time as he steps out of the box. Get a swing and step back in. 0-2 count to him. Laying off of the off-speed pitch that skips to the opposite batter's box. The count now one and two as Schwint will tow the rubber again in the windup with runners at second and third. The one-two off-speed just misses low. Two balls, two strikes. Another curveball as Isaiah Bosler kind of peeks over at his dugout. His coach said, where's that missing? He kind of shrugged his shoulders. I'm not sure, coach. The two-two fouled off. We'll do it again. And give credit to Isaiah Bosler. He's had a couple get past him throughout this game, but with this curveball that Schwent's been throwing, and he's thrown it right about 50% of the time, that's a tough ask for your catcher behind the plate to just catch all these breaking balls coming out of the hand of your starting pitcher. The 2-2 off speed. I think he went with the changeup that time, and down looking is Gadbury, and that'll end the inning. And just like that, Schwent gets out of a bit of a jam, although he does allow one run on one hit. So the score, 2-1. to one. We head to the bottom of the fourth. 8-9-1 due up for the St. Genevieve Dragons, leading Sykeston on KFMO, the Parkland sports leader in your home for high school sports here in St. Genevieve right now. Your husband is pretty handy to have around. He makes the world's best mac and cheese. He's in the Tickle Monster Hall of Fame. <laughs> and he can teach anyone how to throw strikes. But a busted pipe and a basement full of water? Honey, I think we need a plumber. Is a little out of his league. That's where a homeowner's policy from Shelter Insurance comes in handy. We'll help get your house back in order and your husband back to what he does best. <laughs> Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park Hills. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy, fresh frozen custard and your favorite mix-ins. We handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. From caramel to your favorite candies like Butterfinger. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From, From Wisconsin, Wisconsin with love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. LeCarrie Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. 
because these business owners were your classmates. They're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like American Metal and Mineral Point, offering full collision and classic restoration over 100 years of combined experience. American Metal also gives glass replacement and chip repair, paintless dent removal, and a lifetime warranty on their work. Voted Best Body Shop in the Parkland in 2018, American Metal and Collision is located on Business Park Drive in Mineral Point. And if you're looking for name recognition, look no further than Brad Wooten with Brad Wooten Auto Body. Located in the beautiful Arcadia Valley, Brad Wooten has a 10,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility with factory trained technicians and loaner cars on site. It's Brad Wooten Auto Body located at 401 North Main Street in Ironton. LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown repair shops. 2-1 is the score. We're in the bottom of the fourth inning. St. Genevieve with the advantage. As they will send Justin Schweiger, Ethan Ottens, and Mason Nix to the plate. Still on the hill, Trace Sullivan for the Sykeston Bulldogs. He's settled down a little bit here after the first few innings, running into quite a bit of trouble against St. Jen. Only up to 61 pitches on the game so far, and Considering to get through the first two innings of work, it took him 50 pitches and 11 inning third. He'll absolutely take that. First pitch misses low and inside for a ball. Schweigert was hit back in the second. And he'll lay off one high at the eyes for a ball, 2-0. Sean, you have the fancy stat-keeping abilities with your iPad there. What is the percentage of first-pitch strikes for Trey Sullivan, if you can get that? Yeah, give me one second. The 2-0. This one's laced to left field. It's hooking. It's going to stay fair. It's going to get the line. And rounding first base is Schweigert. He'll take it to second. The throw not in time. There's no throw. A stand-up double to lead things off here in the bottom of the fourth. As that ball was hanging on to the fair line for dear life, it landed right on the white line. And the home plate umpire straddling the line made the call on the right one. And we'll get a... No, we won't get a courtesy runner. Instead, it was Schweigert going to get his hand protector. That base runners wear these days, and that brings in Ethan Ottens, the designated hitter for St. Genevieve. So, so far, 47% of the batters that Sullivan has faced throughout this game, he's gotten the first pitch strike on them. Not an ideal number. You certainly want it to be north of 50% at minimum. Um, but when he has, he's done a good job. Two-thirds of the batters that he's faced that he's gotten the first strike against, he's gotten them out. So that's been a big difference from him in this game, whether or not he gets that first pitch strike. And that number will dip even further here as he's got a ball. 1-0 count to Ottens as he laid off the bunt, pulled it back. Now he shows it and drops it down for one that might have been called a strike, but he dropped the bat head, and that'll be a foul ball or a pop-up every time, and that's what it was, a pop foul. It just got out of play, 1-1. One Ottens walked back in the second. He was the second of two runners stranded. In fact, it was he and Schweiger at second and third that were stranded. As Sullivan comes set, relaxes the shoulders, and deals the 1-1. Ottens shows Bunn a good one laid down down the first baseline. First baseman there will flip over to second or the first or the second baseman covering first, rather, as Carter Crow came and got it. Bigger pardon, that's Connor Wicker there at second base. And there's one away and the good sacrifice bunt as Justin Schweigert moves up 90 feet. Yeah, he's now standing at third base. And that's like I talked about before. You want to see those things out of your bottom of your order. And that's been a tough area for St. Genevieve in the early part of the season. 
as it is for many teams. You know, you're bottom of the order. They're in the bottom for a reason, but give credit to Ethan Otten. Low-key, he's having a good day at the plate. He's worked the walk. He dropped that really nice sacrifice there, setting up this to happen in the top of the order. As Mason Nix sends this one to center field, that'll allow Schweiger to just jog home. And an RBI single for Mason Nix makes it 3-1, and St. Genevieve gets that run back. And that's exactly why. It, now, with how far that was hit to center field, it may not have mattered the sacrifice bunt at the end of the day from Ethan Otten, but you still want to see those little things come out of the nine spot in the lineup. Offensive assist. Runner goes, pitch high. This could work as a pitch out. The throw instead going to hop away from the shortstop, Wallace, and scoot to center field on a stolen bag as Nix just stays at second base. Oh, they're backing up there, so Nix can't advance any further. And like you said, I, maybe they would have had a chance with how fast that got to the plate from Gadbury, but an even faster jump from Mason Nix, it would have taken a perfect throw to second base to nail him. He was off as soon as Sullivan got into his motion. The pitch missed for a ball, and now the 1-0 as Sullivan takes a look at the runner. This one's lifted foul. It's still in the air. The third baseman, the new third baseman is Taylor. That'll stay fair, though. The wind keeps it alive. And he'll make the catch right on the third base bag. And there's two away. Again, that new third baseman is Dayton Taylor. Pinch hit for Carter Goodman back in the fourth inning when Sykeston batted. And now Aiden Meyer stands in the left fielder for the Dragons. The bat just above the shoulders and a somewhat open stance. His front foot right between the corners of home plate, that top corner and the middle corner. On the far side, he's a right-handed hitter of the pitch, swinging a miss out in front of the off-speed pitch. You like to see this from St. Genevieve, a team that, again, they've had a tough season up to this point so far, but a really nice bounce back. You allow a run in the top half of the fourth inning. Sykeston's been threatening all game long. It's now a two-run lead into a one-run lead. You get that run back in the bottom half of the inning. Meyer gets into this one. That one's gone, a home run. And a two-run shot makes it 5-1 St. Genevieve here in the bottom of the fourth inning. And, Jared, this is the highest run total St. Genevieve has had on the season all the way back since their loss at the hands of St. Vincent on March the 22nd. The St. Genevieve Dragons celebrating at home plate right now with Aiden Meyer as he rounds the bag. That's a big shot to left field. I think beyond just extending the lead now to four, I think that's something that maybe they could build upon here heading into the second half of the season. Still nobody working yet in that Sykeston bullpen and a 5-1 advantage as Luke Ferranto comes in and he is behind quickly 0-1 as Sullivan gets the fastball in there. So far, the way St. Genevieve has played this game, this doesn't look like that St. Genevieve team that, you know, on the schedule is 2-6 and six so far through the season. That's had a hard time scoring runs. The pitchers have had a hard time finding the strike zone. We've seen a really good game pitch thus far from Brian Schwent, who's on deck. And we've seen some good offense consistently throughout this game from St. Genevieve as well. They've really done a good job threatening in every inning outside of the third. The 1 misses low for a ball. One ball, one strike as Sullivan comes set. Relaxes and deals. Lifting this one in the air is Ferranto, the second baseman that is Wicker comes over, but the first baseman, Pruitt, calls him off and makes the catch. That retires the St. Genevieve 
lineup. They get three runs, two of which on the two-run shot from Aiden Meyer, and they lead 5-1 to one. to the fifth inning we go, 2-3-4-2 up for Sykeston on KFMO. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of local high school sports on KFMO. Call financial advisors John Brown or Madison Brown in Farmington at 573-756-9002 for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member FDIC. It's finally warming up. The sun is shining. The rain is falling, which means the flowers are blooming. And I have a fever. Spring fever, that is. Ashley Sism here from Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. The sunshine makes us happy around here, and we want to help spread the fever. So get outside and come check out our Spring Fever Salesman. Cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs from Ford to Volkswagen and all makes and models in between. We have window tech specials popping up like daisies. Allergies may have you in a fog, but it's Claritin Clear here this April. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer and nicer car this spring with no hassles. Do some spring cleaning and trade your old car now, even if you owe more than it's worth. We want to help you jump over all those bad credit puddles and get you approved. You may just end up with spring fever too. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer, nicer car during our spring fever sales event. But hurry, we won't be spring cleaning for long. We want you to visit us today at Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. Call 431-3177 or shop online at sism4.com. Some negative equity may be refinanced. Offers may not combine. See dealer for details. You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978. But we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit mineralareador.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at mineralareador.com. Serving you since 1978. 5-1 the score on a three-run fourth inning for St. Jen. They lead, and that gives a little breathing room for their pitcher, Bryant Schwent, as he works ahead in the count. 0-1 to Joseph Heckemeyer on the curveball that Heckemeyer chases. He struck out twice today. Unable to lay off of that curveball. The 0-1 pitch. Off speed again. Heckmeyer going to send this one, though, to right field on a hop as it gets over the second baseman, Justin Schweigert. That is base hit number two for Sykeston. In this game, we're in the fifth inning. And Trey Sullivan comes in, the left-handed hitter. And a curveball from Schwent. Uh, it's been good today. You asked about the advanced stats I've got. Here's one for you. Out of the 20 or 43 curveballs he's thrown through this game, two-thirds of them have been thrown for strikes. 58% of the ones that he's thrown are swinging strikes as well. So we've seen him really getting the, uh, the Sykeston Bulldogs to chase this pitch. Laying off of one in the turf is Trey Sullivan. He's ahead 1-0 with the runner at first being Joseph Heckemeyer and the pitch from Schwint. That one low as well, 2-0. And Sean, Schwint is really, really effective from the windup. Not that he isn't so much from the stretch. He just hasn't had it from the stretch today as he has from the windup. No, he's allowed runners to get on and advance when he's had to work from the stretch. He has been better from the windup, but he's still, he's done a really nice job throughout this game. How many times have we seen him just get in different variations of trouble? And, I mean, you know, you talk about two in scoring position and only one out. He's done that at two separate points throughout he's, this game. Yep, he's he, allowed runners to get the third in pretty much every inning, and he's got one run to show for it. He's been really good throughout this game. 3-0 and a get-me-over strike at the knees for a 3-1 count as it's in there. And 
He stranded two runners on in the second, third, and fourth. And Sean, in each inning, well, in the second and fourth, rather, the runners were at second and third as this one just misses outside. And two runners will be on here in the fourth. In the third inning, runners were at the corners. And here comes Mike McDaniel out to the hill. I think we might see a pitching change, Sean. I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, it, it looks like as good as Schwent has been, they've just got a kind of a read on what he's been throwing throughout this game. And, yeah, some pats on the back for Brian Schwent as his day is done on the mound, and it appears it's going to be Wyatt Kemper who's going to make his way onto the hill as he heads to the dugout and gets handed a new glove that he'll switch into and take some of the tape off of his left wrist as well. So the book isn't fully shut on Schwent, but his day is done. He lasts four innings plus, facing 21 batters on 89 pitches. He threw... Uh, 36 for balls, 53 for strikes, allowing two hits, run, run, which was earned. He did walk six, and that's probably his one blemish on this game today is those six walks that he's uh, delivered to Sykeston. He struck out seven, though, plunked a batter, ERA of 1.75, whip of two flat, and he left six runners stranded throughout his four-plus innings of work, and he's responsible for Heckemeyer on second and Sullivan, who's on first. So we're going to see a new pitcher coming into the game in Wyatt Kemper for the St. Genevieve Dragons to see if he can keep this at a 5-1 ball game and keep that nice little stat line from Schwent, especially that 1.75 ERA intact as well. Aiden Meyer comes in from left. He will be the first baseman as Wyatt Kemper takes over on the hill. We'll see where Bryant Schwent ends up out there in the outfield. He'll either be in left, center, or right. Currently, the center fielder, Wyatt Spring Camper, the right fielder, Mason Nix. This is where those numbers blending in with one another, especially in the outfield with the white on white with the green piping, the only way you're able to read the numbers on the uniform make it difficult. The only way I'm going to know who is in or where Schwint goes is the color of his glove. It is a bright tan glove. It's a good catch because I was about to take my headset off and go ask somebody. Let's see, the outfield is kind of huddled up around each other right now. As they're getting a bit of work over at first base for Aiden Meyer while Kemper gets his warm-up tosses in as well. Schwint in line for the win as he did pitch four innings and worked into the fifth. And one more pitch for Wyatt Kemper before we are ready to go. As he'll throw this one, I think the umpire is going to make him take off his, uh, uh, or at least turn it around, because he's got the white Under Armour logo on his black sleeve. You can't have anything white on your arms if you're a pitcher. He will Uh, just roll it up just a little bit. It's kind of like a shooter sleeve in basketball that he's got on his right arm. All right, the outfield meeting is adjourned, so Schwint will go to left field. And Noah Pruitt stands in, the first batter up against the new pitcher. Again, Wyatt Kemper on the hill. And again with Meyer at first, got runners on. We'll see how quickly Meyer adjusts to having to come in from left field and play first base. A lot more active at first base than you are in left field. Kemper likes the sign he sees, comes set, two on, no out the pitch. Right back up the middle on a hop, though, to the second baseman. Schweigert to the back for one. On to first. 
diving, and he's safe. But got away. Coming, oh, it got away. The first baseman thought he had it, and that will allow a runner to come in and score. Aiden Meyer, the new first baseman, couldn't hang on to the throw low after the stretch. And so Pruitt will reach on the fielder's choice. And Heckemeyer comes in to score. Going to put that down as an error on Aiden Meyer as well because Heckemeyer would have just advanced to third otherwise. You can't assume it for the double play sake, but you got to as to how he came around to score from third base. And credit to him for running hard out of the box and not stopping either. It looked for a second like Aiden Meyer had that one, but it kind of just gracefully made its way out of his glove. And like I said, let's see how he does when he gets tested early. One ball, no strikes, turns into a 1-1 count as Levitt swings through the fastball high. As that run isn't earned, but is tagged to Bryant Schwint. And that'll get a piece of Levitt. And there'll be two on with one away. And this is where things could get from bad to worse for the St. Genevieve Dragons. Sykeston got one of those runs back. They allowed three in the bottom of the fourth inning. But you've got a chance here as you've chased Schwent out of the game to see if you can get some more runs back with two on. And Connor Wicker now coming to the dish. Wicker, a right-handed hitter, will step out of the box. Now step back in as Kemper gets to the mound. He and Dayton, the two players that were pinch hit into this game earlier, Ball in the turf, scoots away from catcher Bosler. He fires off the mask, and as he was moving around and the umpire, it was the umpire kicking it away from him. 1-0 count. Nobody advanced. The 1-0. That one's high, and Bosler has to stand up and catch this one. Two balls, no strikes. This is a big inning for Saxton. They've already scored one, now trailing 5-2. Coming set, Kemper. Looks at the runner at second and deals. Chasing ball three and fouling it off was Wicker. The count now two and one. As that fastball looked good to him, it was up at his chin. On deck, Dayton Taylor. Wicker struck out looking back in the fourth. The two-one. Off-speed pitch just misses outside and away. Three and one. This is an opportunity for Sykes, and if they can work a walk, load up the bases. Schwent, as I mentioned before, did a good job getting out of trouble, but he's standing in the left field. He can't really do much at this point, and there's ball four high and inside. A five-pitch walk loads the bases for Dayton Taylor, the left-handed hitter. The seventh batter in the order replaced Carter Goodman at third base when he walked in the fourth inning. See how quickly a swing is made in this at bat after a couple of hit by pitch and a walk and a strike right down the middle as Kemper is working from the windup. Coach McDaniel was telling me pregame that their pitching issues this year have really stemmed from not pounding the strike zone. Schwinn again did a good job of that during this game. Kemper has come in and he's had a harder time finding the zone. We got a little bit of a sample size with him here. He's thrown just 11 pitches. Only four of them have found the zone, though. Compare that with just a hair under 60% for Brian Schwentz, who, again, was very reliant on that breaking ball throughout this game. The 0-1 missed inside, 1-1, and, and then that one missed outside, 2-1. and one. 
as Kemper from the windup deals on a hop. This could be two. Good scoop. No, not made by Meyer, and that's going to allow Taylor to get to first base on a dive as it took him a while to get there, and that'll bring in a runner. E3. And a second error against uh, Aiden Meyer in this inning. That's allowed two runs to come around and score. And that the first runner tagged to Wyatt Kemper. 5-3 game as this one's back up the middle line on the first. Got him. Double play. That'll end the inning as Aiden Meyer put the tag down on Dayton Taylor. And that'll stop the bleeding. A 5-3 lead as Wyatt Kemper gets out of the jam with a line shot. Double play. 1-3 on the putout. And we head to the bottom of the fifth. 5-3 St. Genevieve leading Sykeston. The Bulldogs or the uh, Dragons rather send Schwent, Kemper, and Williams to the dish when we return. Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here. Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington, Missouri. One great website, www.thinkcarsmart.com. That's www.thinkcarsmart.com. Almost 100 vehicles in stock offering makes and models and financing for almost everyone. Shop 24-7 at www.thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next vehicle. So when you're in the market for a car, think smart. Think Car Smart. Where buying a car isn't rocket science. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted, your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. We won't be beat. Placid Tire Service is the low-price leader on tires. And if you do manage to find a lower price on the comparable tire, we'll match it with our low-price pledge. Stretch your dollars with outstanding deals from Placid Tire Service on tires for your car, van, truck, crossover, SUV, and more. Placid Tire Service has a huge selection of tires in stock and ready to install today. Plus, get six months deferred interest on purchases of $149 or more with your Placid Tire Service card. For the best deal on tires, see Placid Tire Service. You work hard to make sure your family has everything they need. Life insurance from American Family Life Insurance Company can help financially protect your loved ones by replacing a portion of your income if you were to pass away. That means your family will have the help they need to maintain their quality of life and pursue their dreams. Get the peace of mind you deserve by protecting what matters most. American Family Insurance. See Bill Betts on East Main Street in Park Hills or call 573-431-4893. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Fifth we go, St. Genevieve sends up Bryant Schwent, Wyatt Kemper, and Grant Williams. Kemper, the first part of that double play that ended the top of the fifth inning. After the line shot came right back to him, snagged it with his glove and threw it on the first where Aiden Meyer made the tag on Dayton Taylor, who is our new pitcher for Sykeston. As Trace Sullivan goes four innings, and we're into the bottom of the fifth. First pitch swinging, and Schwent. Sends this one to the gap. It's going to roll to the left fielder, Alt, as he comes and gets it. And a leadoff single and the second single of the game for Bryant Schwent. Well, Trey Sullivan's day is done. He goes four complete, facing 22 batters. 
He threw 75 pitches, 41 of them for strikes, 34 for balls, allowing five hits, five runs, each of them earned. He walked four, only struck out one, plunked a batter, ERA of 8.75. He left five runners stranded, and as it stands currently, he's in line for the loss. Pickoff move, Schwent back safely. As the hitter is Wyatt Kemper. With one on and nobody out, two batters into the inning, and he'll watch this one at the knees for a called strike. Five three is the score. St. Genevieve with the advantage. And how big are those three runs in that bottom of the fourth that they got, Sean? Two of which on a home run as Kemper has to lean out of the way of this one. Well, like I said, you know. Speaking outside the game, I think it's huge for the season, especially if they can come away with a win. They've kind of shown themselves that they can produce offense, especially with big hits like that. But in this game, it's huge because those insurance runs are the difference in the ball game right now. That's why they're ahead 5-3 to three instead of behind 3-2. to two. The 1-1, Kemper reaching for that one on the outside part of the plate, swings and misses 1-2. and two. On deck, Grant Williams, the shortstop, as Kemper is the pitcher. The one-two, fouled off behind the plate. And we'll do the one-two again. Kemper strikeout looking in a walk in his day so far. Taylor comes set, pickoff move back to first, went there safely. As another train comes in here in St. Genevieve. They'll do that periodically, it's always funny when you have a road team like right now, so, or, uh, Sykeston out in the outfield, and they apply the brakes hard on a train. and you know, It's got some squeaky brakes sometimes that make a ton of noise, and you know, I'll kind of get the outfielders who are closer to it to flinch a little bit. Always humorous when that happens, whether we're here at Yanks Field or down the road at Leon's Field where the softball team plays. The 1-2 fouled off. We do it again. The throwback to the pitcher, Taylor, he wasn't expecting it, had to duck out of the way, Matrix style, and he gets the ball back and toes the rubber. The 1-2 as he comes set, Schwint gets the lead, the pitch. Off speed. As Kemper had to wait for it, he pops it up. The catcher throws the mask off, and Luke Gadbury, good play by him. He's there to make the play one away. I feel like those are always the tough ones to the catcher, the ones that are popped up and behind you where... You know, you kind of lean back, but you still don't see it right away. you got to turn and then find it. And fortunately for Gadbury, he was able to do that, readjust himself to where the ball was coming and able to make the play for out number one in the bottom of the fifth. Taylor comes set again, working from the stretch, and he balked, and that'll advance Schwinn over to first, or over to second, rather, from first. As Taylor... A little quick pitch. And the infield umpire coming out to let him know what he did wrong. Dennis Pogue, that fielding umpire, made the call. At least at the major league level, that quick pitch, a point of emphasis this season in Major League Baseball. And stepping off is Taylor on the mound. It just doesn't seem comfortable out there right now after that balk, that even that step off looked a little uncomfortable. It's not like he stepped off and looked towards second base. He just kind of wanted to reset himself. This time he comes set and holds it. The pitch. First one to the new hitter, Grant Williams, and he fouls it off. 
Williams on the day flew out to the left fielder in the first, grounded right back to the pitcher in the third. Stands in here down 0-1. The pitch inside for a ball. Williams turned away from it. As Dayton Taylor went with the slide step on the hill. And he comes set again. Takes a peek at Schwinn at second base. Now a kick, fire, and this one's sent to right field, and that'll get down for a hit as Schwinn will move up to third base, and the throw gets away to the second baseman over the head. I beg your pardon, over the head of the second baseman to the shortstop covering second base. And runners will be at the corners on the one-out single from Grant Williams. We've seen some good baseball in this game from the bottom of the order for St. Genevieve. Yeah, we talked about Ethan uh, Otten doing a good job today, but how about the job of Justin Schweigert? He's got that double on a fly ball to left field and has been hit by a pitch as well. That's his day. Schweigert coming up as the catcher calls out a play for the infielders with runners at the corners. Let's see if they send Grant Williams to second base in this situation. You got one out in the bottom of the fifth inning. Let's see how aggressive St. Genevieve gets. He's got a decent lead over at first, and he's taking off early. He now will, that'll, run down. that'll draw the run down, so they'll try and get the runner to go home here as they're going to push the runner back to the bag. Instead, he turns back on the fake throw from the second baseman and a good play. Great job by Taylor as well. I mentioned before he looked a little uncomfortable on the hill. He had that bulk on the quick pitch that he tried. Um, you've got the situation right after that where he just kind of stepped off the mound to, you know deliberately stepped off but didn't go anywhere with it just you know kind of wanted to reset himself it looked like and just jumping off the bag way too early was grant williams had a design play though to get yourself in a pickle and allow the runner to score however it didn't work well as a good job by the shortstop that was connor wallace to run williams back to the bag and then fake a throw and get him as Schweigert pops this one up. The second baseman is there, and Connor Wicker puts it away. And we've played five full. We head to the sixth inning. St. Genevieve leads 5-3 over Sykes and the Bulldogs, who bring the 9-1-2 and two hitters due up when we return. You're listening to the high school baseball on the Parkland Sports Leader KFMO, St. Genevieve leading Sykeston by two. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of the Parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. When you buy a vehicle, it's a big purchase and often a sacrifice. Hi, I'm John Robinson, sales manager of Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Farmington. When you're thinking about buying a new or used vehicle, we understand the hard work it takes to pay for one. That is why we work harder than any other dealership to get you the best deal possible. At Pettis Automotive, we will get you into the vehicle you need and want for the best price with the best customer service. Visit us today on the Outer Road off Highway 67 and let us help you get into the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Pettis Automotive, we will work harder for you than any other dealership. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. Find out how J.J. Vickers can help you with your auto, home, and life needs. 573-358-3674. 
High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Gilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. Five through the scores, we head to the sixth inning and leading things off, Rush Alt, and to take you the rest of the way, here's Sean Malone. Jared Bettis, thank you very much. Nine, one, and two do up for the Sykeston Bulldogs, finding themselves trailing five to three. Good opportunity as any to come back in this one. We'll see if Rush Alt can set the table for the top of the order. White Kemper still on the hill as Sykeston Bench knows it's a big moment. They're making some noise, and it's a first pitch ball. Want to know your count to Alt. Working quickly is Wyatt Kemper as we're watching him through the windup this time. He sets belly high, delivers the pitch, and it's hit on the right-hand side. Misplayed by Schweiger at second, and it's a E4 that allows Alt to reach base safely. That, we going with a hit with that? Yeah, we're going to go okay. with the hit. That's a long way, and he had a slide, and it just tipped off his glove. You're right. No, that's a good call there. So an infield single from Rush Alt. As Schweiger couldn't make the play on it, and Alt is on with Luke Gadbury coming to the plate. I'm sure there's anyone happier to see uh, Brian Schwent standing in left field and Luke Gadbury strikeout swinging, a walk, and a strikeout looking. That's the day so far for the leadoff hitter for the Sykeston Bulldogs. Runner at first, nobody out. Game tying run up at the plate. This one hammered right field on his horse as Mason Nix towards the line. He'll make the play for one out. And Nix had to go a long way to get that one. That's a good play and a good read. Reading it right off the bat to get over there to the line and make the play. Good play, good read, even better jump from Mason Nix as well. If he doesn't react as quickly as he did and take a direct line to the ball, I don't think he's got a play on it. I think we're talking about an extra base hit. Hammered on the right-hand side as the hit and run works to perfection. Alt was taken off for second. Schweigert was trying to cover the bag at second base, and the play is misplayed in right field by Mason Nix. The throw comes in too late, and pushing that single to a double is Heckemeyer. Well, just after that good play by Nix, he's going to be charged with an E9, as that allowed Rush Alt to get over there to third base, and the runner and Heckemeyer, instead of stopping at first, to scoot over to second. Well, the St. Genevieve escape artist, Brian Schwent, is in left field. Wyatt Kemper is going to have to do it himself again. Pitch in there for a strike to Trace Sullivan, who is in line for the loss as it currently stands. Could help himself out here and reset this game if he can bring both Alt and Heckemeyer home. One away, top of the sixth inning. Pitch missing for a ball, one and one your count. Here it comes. Hit high in the air, hooking into foul territory on the left field side, and there to make the play in left field is Brian Schwent. The throw is cut off by the shortstop Grant Williams, or excuse me, Justin Schweiger, who came over from second base, and the runner comes in to score, tagging up is Rush Alt. That's one of those, if you're Brian Schwent, it's easy to sit here and say, just let that go so it's a foul ball and you don't have the runner tagging up, but at the same time, you don't know with how close that was to the line when you're Schwent having to go over that far, whether or not that's going to be fair or foul. Best to just make the safe play, get the out. Yeah, you're going to allow the run, but you've still got the lead, this time 5-4. to four. The problem, Sean, is, like you said, you're watching the fly ball. You don't know where you're at on the field. If this were, like, say, Bush Stadium or a field with not as much foul territory and you can feel the wall getting close to you, you would have known. He didn't know in that situation. He just knew he needed to make a play and catch the ball, and that's what he did. Although he was in foul territory, and sometimes you want to let that one go, that's a good play, though, by Schwint to get over there and make the play, make Heck, the catch. Heckemeyer, by the way, stayed at second base. He's now the game-tying run. The 1-0 to Pruitt, to the plate, and it gets away from Bosler. 
and sliding into third base safely is Heckemeyer. Now the game-tying run stands 90 feet away, and the count is 2-0 to Noah Pruitt. A big situation here for Wyatt Kemper. Pitch missing on the inside part of the plate, 3-0 and oh the count, and you wonder how long of a leash Wyatt Kemper will have. And furthermore, you wonder how many more pitchers St. Genevieve has available to them. They've played baseball each of the past two days. Hit high and deep, right center field. Mason Nix going back, it's over his head. And will two hop the fence. This game is tied up at five all, is sliding into second base safely with the RBI double is Noah Pruitt. Exactly what the uh, doctor ordered for Sykeston. As they've scored two runs in the inning to tie it. Capped off with the Noah Pruitt RBI double. And Jacob Levitt, who's had himself a day, Sean, he's coming back to the plate. He's reached safely three times. A walk, single on a hard ground ball up the middle, and was hit by a pitch. That's his afternoon so far. Can add to it here if he can bring home now what would be the go-ahead run in Pruitt at second base. He takes a first pitch strike from Wyatt Kemper, and the count sits 0-1. And the Sykeston bench continuing to make a ton of noise. They knew when this inning began it was a big inning from the noise they've made. And look at them. They're all right at the edge of the dugout now. Chopped towards first. Aiden Meyer gobbles it up as he's had a couple adventures on that side of the bag. But he ends the inning, and the inning ends with this game tied up at 5-all as the Sykeston Bulldogs get two runs off of three hits, an error commit by the St. Genevieve Dragons, and they do leave the go-ahead run stranded at second. We head to the bottom of the sixth inning. Brand new ball game. St. Genevieve coming up when we return. It's Ott, Knicks, and Spring Camper on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240, KFMO. It's finally warming up. The sun is shining. The rain is falling, which means the flowers are blooming. And I have a fever, spring fever, that is. Ashley says I'm here from Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the Lifetime Warranty. The sunshine makes us happy around here, and we want to help spread the fever. So get outside and come check out our spring fever sales event. Cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs, from Ford to Volkswagen, and all makes and models in between. We have window tech specials popping up like daisies. Allergies may have you in a fog, but it's Claritin Clear here this April. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer and nicer car this spring with no hassles. Do some spring cleaning and trade your old car now, even if you owe more than it's worth. We want to help you jump over all those bad credit puddles and get you approved. You may just end up with spring fever too. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer, nicer car during our spring fever sales event. But hurry, we won't be spring cleaning for long. We want you to visit us today at Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. Call 431-3177 or shop online at sism4.com. Some negative equity may be refinanced. Offers may not combine. See dealer for details. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of high school sports on KFMO. Call me, financial advisor Allison Douglas-Kinnon at 573-431-2220 for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. High school baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, Sam Sism Ford Lincoln in Park Hills, Missouri Baptist University in Farmington, and Weems Insurance Agency in Farmington. All game, 5-5, your score, and the St. Genevieve Dragons will come to the plate. 9-1-2 due up in the order as Taylor Deaton, or Deaton Taylor, excuse me, still on the hill for the Sykes and Bulldogs. And the first pitch from him misses for a ball to Ethan Otten. Want to know your count. Otten, walk, dropped a nice sacrifice bunt. That's his day so far. Nobody on. We'll see what he can do as he swings away. And look out. 
Having to avoid that one is Mason Nix, who's on deck. That was right past the back of his head. Dangerous play. I've always, always dangerous. Ooh. I've always felt that way here at Yanks Field in St. Genevieve. There's not a ton of real estate behind the plate, and those on deck circles are super close to the batters. The 1 1. This one hit in the air. Center field, shallow. It's going to drop for a base hit in front of Jacob Levitt. Ethan Otten continues his impressive days. He's got his first hit of the ball game. And a uh, Toronto Blue Jays style opening day hit that Miles Michaelis gave up so many of. Just a little blooper that found a hole somewhere in the outfield. God, and the, the St. Louis Cardinals, it's a little too early to panic, but you start to worry about the rotation a little bit and how it's going to hold up over the course of the season if this trend continues. Taylor sets as he'll work from the stretch. With Mason Nix coming to the plate. And Nix slices this one foul and out of play into the parking lot. Counts it's 0-1. Otten at first with Nix digging in. The right-handed batter's box against Taylor. He's one for three on the day. Throw back to first, diving back in time is Otten. He didn't have a huge lead over there. Ground out to third and out on an infield fly. And a single on a fly ball to center field. That's the day so far for Mason Nix in his one-for-three effort. Fourth time through the order for St. Genevieve. Here comes the 0-1 from Taylor. Breaking ball dropped in for a strike. And you hear some fans on the Sykeston side to our left say, nice pitch. I'll agree with that, certainly. That was a really nice pitch from Taylor. Probably one of the best pitches I've seen out of the 16 he's now delivered in this game since coming in an inning ago in relief. Take a look behind us, and uh, North County head coach Jake Donzi. Breaking ball, missing upstairs for a ball. Ducking underneath it is Mason Nix. And he's at the game, getting a look at, I imagine more so the Sykeston Bulldogs than the North County Raiders. He got a pretty good look at the uh, St. Genevieve Dragons yesterday in their contest. 11-4, North County got the victory in that one. Checked on first at Otten, and he dives back in time. Taylor. Sets at the chest. The one-two. Swung and a miss, strike three. Mason Nix reaching on the outside part of the plate to try to touch that one. He can't, and he goes down for out number one in the bottom of the sixth inning. I'll bring Wyatt Springcamper to the plate. Double on a fly ball that he hammered to left center field. Other than that, he's grounded out to first and popped out to third. He digs into the left-handed batter's box. Deep in the box, and another check over at first on Otten. You got Aiden Meyer waiting his turn on deck. He's got the home run, the two-run blast to left field in the bottom of the fourth inning. That's why St. Genevieve's still tied up here. Four unanswered following that home run from Sykeston, though, to tie us up at five all. Taylor really taking his time, and finally, timeout is called by Wyatt Springcamper at the plate. He'll step out. Surprised we haven't seen that more, especially against Trace Sullivan, who, as we mentioned, was really taking his time in this game. Fewer timeouts called than I expected. In fact, I think it's the first timeout St. Genevieve's taken this ballgame. Below average lead at first from Otten. He doesn't really want to try Taylor here, especially when you got the top of the order up. Hammered on the right side, into right field for a base hit. Otten is at second, and at first base with a one-out single is Wyatt Springcamper. Two on, one away, and here comes Aiden Meyer back up to the plate. 
And first base isn't open, so you don't really want to think about putting him on because with one out that would load the bases, you're just going to have to pitch to him. And, and he smoked one for a homer to left in his last at-bat in the fourth inning. I think you, you could have the conversation about putting him on first if there were two outs because then it's an out at any base. You understand that. It's not a sacrifice fly situation where anything out of the infield is going to score a run. But the fact that there's only one instead of two outs, I, I'm with you. you got to pitch to him here. First pitch misses low and away for a ball. Want to know your counts. Other than that, Aiden Meyer, he's just a walk and a fly out to center field. That's his day so far. He awaits the pitch in the right-handed batter's box from the righty Taylor. Look to second. He'll look again. Pick up his leg, turn, and fire. Fought off foul. One and one your count. Meyer with a good cut just ahead of that off-speed pitch. Took it off the end of the bat. We're in the bottom of the sixth inning. So if St. Genevieve can regain the lead here, Sykeston will have 6, 7, and 8 due up in the top of the seventh to try to retie this game at minimum. St. Genevieve's got to get the job done first, though, in a 5-5 ball game. Ethan Otten, the go-ahead run, standing at second base, now diving back towards second base as Taylor turns and throws that way. Luke Ferranto is on deck. He's got a walk. Hit on a pop fly that was mishandled by the second baseman, Connor Wicker, and popped out to first. That's his afternoon. A 1-1. Pulled on the left-hand side. Snagged by the third baseman, Sullivan. He tags the bag with the glove. Goes across the diamond to first. Not in time as hustling up the line is Eden Meyer. He's safe at first base. That's a good play by the third baseman over there, Trey Sullivan, to slap the third base bag. Instead of trying to go touch it with a toe, that gave him more time to fire on the first, but the speed from Aiden Meyer, he just beat it out. It was a bit of a slow-developing play up the third base line as well, and credit to Trey, Trey Sullivan. He made sure that the umpire saw that he touched the bag. Whereabout he snagged it, I wasn't quite sure at first whether or not he just, on the one smooth motion, snagged it and got a piece of the bag, but he made sure to make a clean tap on the top of the bag with the gloves, so that way there was no question about it, because that out at third, way more important than the out across the diamond and a chance at a double play. Fouled off by Ferranto, and now with two away, he digs into the plate, and it's Spring Camper with speed at second base representing the go-ahead run. The 0-1. Outside part of the plate, one ball, one strike. Brian Schwett no longer in line for the win. He's on deck. Popped up. Left field, shallow. Coming on is Alt. He's got it for the third and final out to end the bottom of the sixth inning. Well, the St. Genevieve Dragons threaten with runners getting as far as second base, but no further than that as they put up no runs off two hits, no errors, and they leave a pair of runners stranded. We head to the seventh in a 5-5 fall game. It's the Sykeston Bulldogs coming up when we return with Wicker, Taylor, and Wallace next on KFMO. Precious memories left behind Bring us joy and peace of mind we celebrate the lives of those we love.
proud to be a part of high school sports, Cozy Memorial Chapel and Crematorium, 217 West Columbia in Farmington. LaCarrie Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like... Dale Mosier Auto Body. Consider it done, consider it done right. When you need repair, there's no need to despair. Dale Mosier does it all for you. If you need the best, then put us to the test. Dale Mosier Auto Body. Consider it done, consider it done right. And Unlimited Auto Body in Potosi, where experience counts. Remember, you have the right to choose who does your repairs, so count on Unlimited Auto Body for full body repair or full body paint and custom graphics. Unlimited Auto Body, located at 109 Missouri Street in Potosi. LaCary Auto Body Supply is proud to support your hometown repair shops. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by the Riverside Grill in Park Hills, Ledco Community Credit Union in Farmington and Park Hills, the St. Francis County Community Partnership in Farmington, Culver's in Farmington, and Edward Jones agents Josh Brown in Farmington and Allison Kennan in Park Hills. To the seventh inning we go. If the St. Genevieve Dragons are going to win this one, it's going to be in walk-off fashion. But they got to get to the bottom of the seventh first and get through the Sykeston Bulldogs as Wicker, Taylor, and Wallace will all step to the plate. Sykeston has scored in each of the last three innings, and Wyatt Kemper, who remains on the hill, will try to put a stop to that streak here. The righty delivers, and it's fouled straight back on a breaking ball. 0-1 your count to Connor Wicker. Wicker's day so far, he's 0-1, struck out looking, and a walk. Second's only in there third time through the order. No, excuse me, actually, this is the fourth time through the order, but Wicker and Taylor, the two players that were pinch hit into this game, I believe. Pitch in there for a strike. And the count sits 0-2 to Wicker. Here it comes. Waves at a breaking ball in the turf for strike three. He goes down, and that'll bring Taylor up to the plate with one away. And it's just the first strikeout for Wyatt Kemper in the game. Dayton Taylor will dig in. Could put himself in line for the win with a good swing here. He digs in. Again, crowding the plate in the left-handed batter's box, back deep in the box as well. And takes one on the outside part of the plate for a ball. 1-0 your count. Shawnee's about as far forward and as far back as you can get in the batter's box. 1-0 pitch. Dropped in for a strike. 1-1 your count. I mean, like, any further, and he might be hovering over Isaiah Bosler at the plate. The 1-1. Missing on the outside part of the plate for a ball, two and one. I mean, his new balance cleat, the left one, that is hugging the line, and he just got plunked by Kemper. So the go-ahead run for the Sykeston Bulldogs is on, and with that being the pitcher for Sykeston, we could see a courtesy runner come out here as time is called. The manager... Wyatt Pratt for Sykes, then initially came out, and now making his way to the dugout is Taylor, and there's the courtesy runner making his way out across the diamond. From the dugout on the third base side, out to replace him. 
Colt and Parker. It's Colt Parker who will run. Parker represents the go-ahead run for Sykeston. We'll see how Wyatt Kemper handles him. Got Connor Wallace up at the plate. As Kemper draws set at the chin. Bunt shown. Look out. Oh, no. That got Wallace way upstairs as he hit the deck in a hurry. And Kemper squatting down just a few feet from him. And good to see that Kemper, or excuse me, Wallace is up quickly. And Kemper's going to come all the way out and say, my bad. Accepting the apology is Connor Wallace. He knows it was nothing intentional. And he'll make his way over to first base. I'm not sure where if that got him on maybe the shoulder or I don't think it was the helmet that got him. It sounded like flesh when it hit him. But he seems to be doing all right as he makes his way over to first base. So lucky break there as that got him way upstairs around the head or neck area, it appeared. But he's doing all right. Now it's two on, one out in the top of the seventh inning. Rush Alt coming to the plate. He shows bunt two and the first pitch as he pulls back the barrel, taken for a strike on the inside part of the plate, and the count sits 0-1. Now you've got Parker at second base representing the go-ahead run. Wallace, an insurance run at first. And after a rush all, we're back to the top of the order for Sykeston. He shows bunt again and fights it off foul. Count is 0-2. We'll see if they keep the bunt sign on with two strikes. I think with nobody out, you would. With one out, I don't think you should. Yeah, well, especially that last one went off foul. The first one, he pulled the barrel back, but it was still called a strike. I don't know if I'd risk it. It's not like he's had a couple of quality bunts that have just barely went foul. The 0-2, low and inside, missing for a ball. One and two, nice stop by Isaiah Bosler behind the plate as he had to kind of slide to his right a little bit to make that stop. Parker at second, Wallace at first, in a 5-5 ball game in the top of the seventh inning on KFMO Park Hills, and a swing and a miss. Fastball blown past Alt. And he goes down on strikes for out number two in the top of the seventh. Big strikeout from Wyatt Kemper as Luke Gadbury comes to the plate, having a tough day. He's 0 for 3. Strikeout swinging, a walk, strikeout looking, and a fly out to Mason Nixon right field. Painting the low inside corner is Kemper for strike one. Gadbury with two on in the top of the seventh. The 0-1. Hits this one high in the air. Right center field. Spring camper and the right fielder Mason Nix converging. Nix calls for it. He's got it for the third and final out to end the inning. So two reach for Sykeston, but no one comes home. No hits, no errors, and those two are left stranded. 5-5 remains your score. St. Genevieve will try to walk it off in the bottom of the seventh inning when we return after this. On the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240, KFMO. To everyone who believes in tradition, let our team member Caitlin share one that's been at the heart of Culver's since the beginning. In Wisconsin, we love a good fish fry and bringing folks together over a fresh meal. It's why we still hand batter our North Atlantic cod and cook it crispy golden to order. Sharing our Wisconsin favorites with all of you, it's the best part of our day. Come to Culver's and get a taste of our fish fry tradition. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. 
You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit MineralAreaDoor.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at MineralAreaDoor.com. Serving you since 1978. Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here. Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington, Missouri. One great website, www.thinkcarsmart.com. That's www.thinkcarsmart.com. Almost 100 vehicles in stock offering makes and models and financing for almost everyone. Shop 24-7 at www.thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next vehicle. So when you're in the market for a car, think smart. Think car smart. We're buying a car. Is not rocket science? High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the parkland, Ozark Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington, Boyden Associates in Farmington, and the Kimber Monroe Law Office in Farmington. Bottom of the seventh inning, St. Genevieve will send up five, six, and seven in the order. And it'll be Bryant Schwent to lead things off. He's no longer in line for the victory in terms of the win for a pitcher, but he could be in line for a victory here if he can come around and score the walk-off run for the St. Genevieve Dragons. Trying to win two out of their last three heading into the the, uh, Easter weekend. Two and six on the season are St. Genevieve. It's been a tough schedule. I mentioned it during pregame for those of you joining us a little bit later on during the broadcast. The schedule doesn't get any easier for St. Gen after today. This one popped up foul territory behind home plate and running out of real estate is the catcher Gadbury as it bounces just about three feet behind the netting. And the count sits 0-1 to Brian Schwent. Next week, Central Rebels, Hillsborough Hawks, and the Festus Tigers all come to town to take on St. Genevieve on the 18th. They're going to visit Farmington. The 0-1 from Taylor. Breaking ball, smoked right back up the middle. Shortstop snags it in Wallace to first in time. Sean, I think Schwint would have beat that out if we were playing on grass, but the uh, turf just kept it alive. Yeah, it took a couple hops before it made its way to Wallace. And he collected it, and good on him to get the quick release to get it over to first base. Not like he double-clutched with it or anything. That'll bring White Kemper to the plate. One away as Taylor taking his time. Fires. Popped up. Right field. Shallow. Coming on a stride is Heckemeyer. Now he'll take a stride back and make the play for out number two. Three pitches. Two outs from Taylor. And that brings Williams to the plate. Taylor was at just 25 pitches through two innings of work. He is getting the job done quickly here in the bottom of the seventh, trying to send us to extra baseball. Grant Williams coming to the plate. As Dayton Taylor sets at the chin and the pitch. Fouled straight back into the netting. We've got Justin Schweigert on deck. That's at the bottom of the order for St. Jen. Has had a nice game here. Williams is one for three, as I mentioned. 
This one hit on the left-hand side. Trey Sullivan at third. Across the diamond to first, a one-hopper. Snagged by Noah Pruitt, and he's got it for the third and final out to end the bottom of the seventh, a 1-2-3 inning as the Dragons go down in order. Free baseball coming up when we return as we head to extras. It's the eighth when we return after this on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240, KFMO tied up 5-all. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted, your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. You love your truck, and Plaza Tire Service is here to help you make it even better. We've got wheels, leveling kits, and of course, the area's largest selection of light truck tires. With ATs and mud tires up to 35s and bigger, Plaza Tire Service has you covered. The pros at Plaza Tire Service can help you select a great combination that will work with your truck. Plus, with our Plaza Tire Service card or no credit needed financing, your upgrades can be easy on your budget. So take your truck from stock to spectacular with Plaza Tire Service. Today's tax laws are complicated. A relatively simple return can be confusing. It is easy to overlook deductions to which you are entitled. Hi, I'm John Boyd with Boyd & Associates in Farmington. Accounting is what we do best. We are professional, experienced, affordable, and offer a broad range of services for business owners, executives, and independent professionals. We turn complicated matters into simple concepts. Find us online at boyd-cpa.com. Boyd & Associates, we are proud supporters of high school sports. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by American Family Insurance Agent Harry Peterson in Farmington, Bryant Restoration in Bonterre, Mineral Area Overhead Door in Park Hills, and CarSmart of Farmington. To the eighth inning we go. Wyatt Kemper remains on the hill for the St. Genevieve Dragons. Was able to stop the Sykeston Bulldogs in their tracks an inning ago. We'll see if he can do that once again. He's going to have to face a tough spot in the order. Two, three, and four. Due up for Sykeston as Heckemeyer slices back the first pitch he sees foul. Heckemeyer started the day rough with back-to-back strikeouts, but has answered it with back-to-back singles and has scored in both of those hits in the fifth and sixth inning. Two key runs that he has been a part of. The 0-1. Missing on the inside for a ball is Kemper, and the count sits one and one. White Kemper settling in a little bit last inning, bringing that strike total up. This one popped up behind home plate. It's playable if the catcher, Bosler, can find it. He does as he loops around the home plate umpire, Tim Donzi, to find it in stride and just continue his stride back behind home plate. And he and Donzi sharing a laugh with each other about that now. Looks like he's doing a cone drill at the combine behind home plate for Bosler. We've seen him have to loop around the home plate umpire to make a play. We saw him try to pick up a loose ball by looping around. I think it was actually Heckemeyer that he tried to get around earlier in the game. I believe it was. First pitch in there for a strike to Trace Sullivan, and the count is 0-1. And it'll draw even as Kemper misses upstairs. One ball, one strike. 0 for 2 on the day, or 0 for 1, rather, on the day is Trey Sullivan. Grounded out to first. Other than that, he's worked a pair of walks and dropped a sacrifice fly into left field. 2 and 1, now the count as Kemper misses his spot. Here comes the pitch to Sullivan. 
hit into center field and will drop for a base hit in front of Wyatt Springcamper on a hop. So Sullivan is on with one out in the top of the eighth inning. He represents the go-ahead run for Sykeston in this 5-5 game. And we're getting to those batters in this order that have really extended innings for Sykeston and have contributed in the runs in the fifth and sixth innings. We're going to get a courtesy runner out here as well, or a pinch runner, rather. As Trace Sullivan will come back to the dugout. Bryce Gordon will be the pinch runner. And so Gordon on at first. He's got a lead over at first base and quickly checking on him is Kemper. Or he didn't really finish his lead. He was still kind of stretching out his stride a little bit there. Noah Pruitt up at the plate, one for three on the day. Walk, ground out to first, ground out on a fielder's choice, or grounded into a fielder's choice, rather, and doubled on a fly ball to deep right field. Kemper peeks over at first. The pitch, bunt, up the third baseline. It's a good one. Kemper picks it up, only plays to first. Gets it there in time to get Pruitt out at first base. That was not an easy play for Kemper to make. That was almost one of those sacrifice bunts where you just find your way into a single because you place it so perfectly. Absolutely. That was about as perfect of a sack bunt as you can put down right down the third base line, about a foot and a foot and a half off the line, but too far in for the third baseman to get it and just a little bit too far over for the pitcher to get it and make a good play and way out of the range of the catcher. If that was maybe like six inches closer to the line, he might have been able to beat that out. Instead, the go-ahead run now stands at second with two away, and Levitt swings over the top of the first pitch. He sees 0-1. Kemper trying to strand Gordon. Neal one. One hop to the plate. Big jump off of second from Gordon. He'll stay there as Bosler, keeping his shoulder square and down, keeps it in front of him. It's a 1-1 count. Two away, top of the eighth inning. Ball game tied up at 5-all. The 1-1. Fouled straight back. 1-2 and two now your count. You look at the St. Genevieve betting order coming up, and Mason Nix, the third spot in that expected lineup, he had a walk-off double that scored a run to win against DeSoto earlier this week. Missing on the outside part of the plate is Kemper. It was almost enough to be called strike three. Instead, it draws the count even at two balls and two strikes. Sing Jen trying to walk it off again. One hopper goes off the mask of Bosler and gets away from him, and advancing to third is Gordon. We've seen a couple of wild pitches today for St. Genevieve pitchers and a couple of pass balls, and that's a tough spot for a wild pitch as it's going to scoot to the backstop and allow the runner, the go-ahead runner, to be 90 feet away. There's a 3-2 payoff. Low ball four. Runners at the corners, two away, and here comes Connor Wicker to the plate, who's had a tough game since he checked in. Strikeout looking, walk, strikeout swinging. That's his afternoon. No, it won't be Connor Wicker. It's going to be Carter Crow re-entering. So Crow back into the game. Crow on the day is 0 for 1. He popped out to Justin Schweigert at second base, and that might be it for Wyatt Kemper as Mike McDaniel will walk his way out onto the hill. 
Let's see, he hasn't taken the ball from him yet, and he appears to be talking to everyone on the infield, so this could be more of a general conversation as opposed to taking Kemper out of this ball game. Again, like we said before, with St. Genevieve playing each of the past two days, yesterday against North County, they lost that one 11-4. On Wednesday, they beat DeSoto in that walk-off 3-2. Not quite sure who they do and don't have available to pitch in this game. As Kemper remains on the hill. A big moment. Go-ahead runs at third. Another run could be added with Levitt at second. And looking for a new baseball is Wyatt Kemper. Doesn't like the one that he had. And the home plate umpire will just put it back in his pocket. It'll get cycled back into the game at some point, I'm sure. It's a funny thing with high school baseball compared to obviously the pros is it's mostly the same balls that get cycled <laughs> into the game. Runner takes off for second on a slow trot. The pitch goes to the backstop. There's going to be a play at the plate. And Bosler comes back and applies the tag on Gordon in time to end the inning. Oh, and ricocheted off the netting right back to Isaiah Bosler. And Bryce Gordon couldn't beat him in a foot race back to the bag. And a big hug for Bosler as he heads to the dugout. And we head to the bottom of the eighth inning. Still tied at 5-all. St. Genevieve with another chance to walk it off when we return after this in the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Gilster Mary Lee Corporation is hiring owner-operators for a growing and busy fleet at their Southeast Missouri facility. Drivers will pull Gilster Mary Lee trailers. Owner-operators are paid all miles at $1.85 per mile plus $11.50 per hour for downtime and drivers are given weekly settlements. Loads consist of no-touch freight and round-trip dispatch so drivers can be home each week. Keep busy all year round and return after each load. Call Mike Welker at 800-851-5371. That's 800-851-5371. Whether you're in pursuit of a transferable degree or need training to jumpstart a great career, your future starts at Mineral Area College. Max tuition is affordable, substantially less than a university, and we're close to home with locations in Park Hills, Fredericktown, Potosi, and Perryville. Interested in online classes? We offer those, too. We've been creating student success stories since 1922. There's no better time to start yours. Apply online at mineralarea.edu. Get to Willett Home Furnishings in Bonterre for the guaranteed lowest price on Ashley Furniture. Stop in and let us show you our huge showroom of beautiful Ashley Furniture and home accents for every room in your home. Choose from Ashley living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, or dens. You name the room and we'll show you an enormous selection with our lowest price guarantee. If you find a lower price, we'll match it or beat it guaranteed. Ask us about interest-free financing and free delivery. Ashley Furniture, in style and in reach at Willett Home Furnishings, Berry Road, Bonterre. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Cozine Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, Chris Offenberg, GM Superstore in Farmington, First State Community Banks, Willett Home Furnishings in Bonterre and Farmington, and Shelter Insurance Agent J.J. Vickers in Bonterre. We're still tied up at 5-all, bottom of the eighth inning, and this one pulled just foul to left field by Justin Schweigert. Again, the bottom of the order for St. Genevieve has been good today so far. Schweigert hit by a pitch, doubled on a fly ball to left field, pop out to second base, that's his day. He got a one-for-one one day from Ethan Otten, who's on deck. He's reached tw base safely twice throughout this game. I think Dayton Taylor wanted that ball that his teammate was just going to take into the dugout. Kind of had his palms up, and the umpire threw him one. I think he still wanted the one his teammate had. 
the 0-1. Breaking ball out in front of the plate. Schweigert watches it go by. Yeah, as I was saying before, you know, at the high school baseball, you ask for a new ball. It's going to make its way back to you at some points. Just the same handful of baseballs that are going to be cycled in throughout this game. It's not like Major League Baseball where you ask for a new ball. You're actually going to get a new ball. The 1-1. Got the outside part of the plate for a strike is Taylor. Maybe when you feel it a little bit later, it'll feel a little better than it that, does now. That's it. You're kind of just delaying the inevitable. It's going to come back to you. Time called at the plate by Schweigert. Or you know how it feels when he throws it back to you, you throw it right back to him. Yeah. you got a lot more baseballs that you're working with at the major league level. Taylor with the 1-2. Pull to left field. Will it stay fair this time? No, it just hooks foul again on Schweigert. You can hear the evolution of the cheers turn into ooze from the St. Genevieve fans behind us. Off the bat, that looked like another extra base hit for Justin Schweigert. Just a little too much tail to it. See if Schweiger can straighten that one out, though, as he's back to the box. It's been just a little bit out in front of it. You stay back just a bit more, get a little more square barrel on it, and you've got an extra base hit. This one again pulled foul. Sean, that's three in this at-bat. comical to the St. Genevieve fans <laughs> at this point. Three in this at-bat and two in a row. And with the count one, two, nobody on. If you're Taylor, I'm throwing something breaking away just to give him a different look. Surprised we haven't seen the left fielder get a little bit closer to the line. Or even the third baseman. Gordon's playing him pretty much straight up, deep at the hot corner. The one, two. That one too far inside on Schweigert. He turns his shoulder to get away from it. He takes it for ball two. Two and two, your count. The bottom of the eighth inning as we're in extras here in St. Genevieve. And a 5-5 ball game. This one poked the opposite way foul. This is kind of reminiscent this at-bat, at least, to what we saw from a lot of St. Gen players back in the beginning of this game, Jared. Really just working the count against the pitchers and fouling off a lot of pitches they don't, sit, they don't like. A 2-2 to Schweigert. Pulls it fair on the left-hand side this time. Gordon at third, snags it across the first. Scooping it up on a hop is Pruitt for out number one. Good play at both ends of the corners there as it was Sullivan who had to come on and get it. And with the turf, you can throw it on a hop. And a good scoop by Pruitt at the other end. Is it still Sullivan at third base? I thought it was It is Sullivan. Gordon that they pinch ran with him before. They re-entered Sullivan. Oh, okay. uh, he, he's, it was uh, Gordon that pinch ran in the eighth, and they re-entered Sullivan as okay. uh, the fielding substitution. I missed Sullivan re-entering the game. First pitch to Otten misses for a ball. Second one misses inside for a ball as well. 2-0 your count. Oh, no, excuse me, that one for a strike. 1-1. One and one. Taylor sets, kicks, and delivers the 1-1. Popped up, foul territory behind us, well out of play. And the count is 1-2 and two to Ethan Otten. You've got Mason Nix due up next on deck, representing the top of the order for St. Genevieve. If we get any further than him, that remains to be seen. The 
Breaking ball, holding up his swing as Otten, as that one, one hops to the plate in the left-handed batter's box. And the count hits two balls, two strikes. If we do head to a ninth inning, Sykeston's going to have six, seven, and eight do up in their order. Popped up, foul territory, and again, behind us and out of play. Remains a 2-2 count. Here it is, Sean. It's circled back into the game, that ball that was thrown out. Yep. Then eventually it just cycles through, and he'll find it again. Taylor takes a look at it, draws set, and the 2-2. That'll back up Otten off the plate as it's belt high, and he's forced to lean back to avoid it. And the count sits three balls, two strikes. The 3-2. Swung on a miss. Strike three. Otten is down on strikes. I'll bring Mason Nix to the plate with two outs. Again, Nix had that walk-off double in that 3-2 win against St. Genevieve. That was on Wednesday. Got a one for four line to his stat sheet today. Ground out to third, infield fly, singled on a fly ball to center field, struck out swinging his most recent time at the plate. Pulls this on the left side, snagged at the hot corner by Sullivan, across the diamond to first in time to throw it. And that will do it. The St. Genevieve Dragons go down in order as we head to the ninth inning. This inning break is brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Santagra in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. We head to the ninth inning, tied up at 5-all on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240, KFMO. You're blazing down the trail. Your hair blowing in the wind. You can smell the bonfire smoke from your brand new side-by-side. The one you got for free. How? Simply use your First State Community Bank Debit MasterCard and enter for a chance to win one of 10 prizes, including a $50,000 grand prize. Visit fscb.com slash grand giveaways for a complete list of prizes and details. First State Community Bank, member FDIC. Wade's Auto Service is a locally owned and operated full service shop and wants to be your first choice for all your auto repair needs. To schedule an appointment, call 573-664-1302. Wade's Auto Service in Farmington is a proud sponsor of high school sports. When your home or business is damaged from a fire or flooding, call Bryant Restoration, 366-6351. Locally owned and operated by Reggie Abishon on Benham Street in Bonterre. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Bryant Restoration. It's back. What's back, Charlotte? I'm not going back to work. No, silly. The Pretzel Crust Pizza at Little Caesars. Ah, so customers can once again enjoy a pretzel crust topped with creamy cheddar cheese and loaded pepperoni. Yum. Yep, and it's every day, hot and ready from 4 to 8 for only $6.99. So try one today. Charlotte, I say pretzel, you say... Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. Oh, well, at least it's back. Hit on the left-hand side of the infield. Grant Williams has it. On to first, a quick one out in the top of the ninth inning as Carter Crow is down. Sean, we got to the bottom of the seventh and nobody's saying take me out to the ball game. No. I was expecting it. We usually don't get that here at the high school level. 
You don't even have any music playing when batters are coming to the plate or even during pregame. Here comes Taylor up to the plate. He's been working in relief these past couple innings for the Sexton Bulldogs. And he watches the one-hopper come to the plate from Mike Kemper, who remains on the hill for the St. Genevieve Dragons. The one out. Called a strike. Got the high outside corner. And it's a 1-1 count to Taylor. Taylor's day so far, 0 for 1. Walked, hit on a hard ground ball, reached on an error, and was hit by a pitch. Count now sits 1-2 and two following that strike from Kemper. One two, breaking ball foul tipped. That was just a protection swing. Taylor was not trying to put that one in play, just trying to foul it off. He just stood flat-footed and just kind of dropped the bat head, trying to make contact with the ball. Yeah, he doesn't like it, but doesn't want to leave it in the hands of Tim Donzi, home plate umpire for this afternoon's game. Pitch, one hopper behind Taylor, and it goes to the backstop. And the count sits two and two. Taylor was hit back in the seventh. Almost got hit there. Again, crowding the plate as he has since he's checked into this game as a pinch hitter. And fouls that one back. Two and two remains your count. We've had someone warming up for a little while here in the Sykeston bullpen, but Taylor remains on the hill. The 2-2. Missing low and in on his feet. Taylor watches it go by for ball three. Three and two, your count. The three-two. Outside part of the plate. Misses for ball four. Nice at bat from Taylor to work a one-out walk. We're going to see a courtesy runner come in for Sykeston. It'll be Colt Parker again. So Parker over at first to run. And Wallace up at the plate. One away top of the ninth inning. The eight hitter up for the Sexton Bulldogs. Big lead at first from Parker. Checking on that lead is Kemper, but diving back in time is Parker. Parker with another good lead over at first base. Kemper will check on him again. Parker, a little bit closer this time, but he dives back safely. They're still awaiting the first pitch to Connor Wallace. Kemper delivers the pitch. Let's see if St. Jen can turn two as it's chopped on to Williams. He tosses to Schweiger for one. Over to first, a one-hopper to Meyer. Not in time to get Wallace hustling up the line, but they get the lead runner in Parker out at second base, and there's two down in the top of the ninth inning. Uh, I think they would have had two, but Grant Williams just could not get it out of the glove quick enough. And that allows a runner to stay on with two outs on the fielder's choice. And that'll bring Rush Alt to the plate. Wallace with another decent lead himself over at first base, and Kemper will check on him. Time called at the plate by Alt as he'll check back into the left-handed batter's box. Runner goes, pitches on the outside, called a ball, throw to second. Not in time as they're standing up as Wallace throws a little off from Bosler. 
So Wallace is at second. He represents the go-ahead run. Rush Alt up at the plate. Game time at two and a half hours currently. It's been a long game, especially with all the work that we've had throughout this game from the pitchers. Chop towards the shortstop. Williams over to first. In time! Grant Williams bounces back, and Aiden Meyer loves it as he's hopping up and down. We go to the bottom of the ninth inning, still tied up at 5-all between St. Genevieve and Sykeston on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240, KFMO. Hi, Kimber Monroe, local attorney and proud sponsor of high school sports. With over 20 years of legal experience, I'm here to help you. That's Kimber Monroe at KimberMonroeLaw.com. The choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based on advertising. Graphic Options is our area's custom t-shirt and apparel manufacturer. Located at 120 West Pine in Farmington, Graphic Options offers a wide selection of options, including vinyl, screen print, embroidery, and more. Graphic Options in Farmington, a proud sponsor of high school sports. We care and take care of you when it comes to your insurance needs. I'm Chris Morrison, your local State Farm agent in Farmington. Our agency will take the time to sit down with you and develop an insurance plan best suited for you and your family. Learn more online at chrismorrisonagency.com. We're proud to be a part of high school sports. Hi folks, this is Randy Holsey at Flooring Systems. High school sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime, and that's why we are proud to be a part of high school athletics in the parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461. We're Flooring Systems of Farmington, a name you can stand on. Banking with people like you, Unico Bank. We are happy to support all of the area's athletes and are proud to be a part of high school sports. Banking with people like you, Unico Bank. High school baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington. Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, Sam Sism Ford Lincoln in Park Hills, Missouri Baptist University in Farmington, and Weems Insurance Agency in Farmington. Bottom of the ninth inning, St. Genevieve Dragons sending Wyatt Springcamper, Aiden Meyer, and Luke Ferranto up to the plate as Taylor remains on the hill for the Sykeston Bulldogs. He's done a nice job throughout this game, settling in ever since he first came in in relief. And he's just been in attack mode as well. About 74% of the pitches he's thrown have been for strikes. Spring Camper in the left-handed batter's box. Slightly open stance. Watch the breaking ball miss for ball one. Two for four on the day is Spring Camper. And that could go up here. Hit in the air. Left center field. Deep. Levitt. Back. Looking up. It one hops the fence. Big turn around second from Spring Camper, but he'll stay there with a leadoff double. And St. Genevieve has the game-winning run on second base. Well, Sean, he took that one the opposite way. Had he pulled it a little bit, it might have been gone, but again, hit that to the deepest part of the park. If you get that to the one of the corners, that one won't stay in the park. I'll tell you what, if he hits it to any other part of the park, it might be out simply because it's not going directly into the wind. We've had that warm wind throughout this game as Aiden Meyer will be intentionally walked, putting him on first. But that wind is blowing directly out from left center field. The flagpoles are actually right about where Spring Camper hit it. And it's blowing straight in from that way. And so they will walk Aiden Meyer to get to freshman Luke Ferranto. I imagine we'll see a sack bunt here, as, or at least an attempted one, as head coach Mike McDaniel is having a conversation with Ferranto between third and home. Runners at sec, uh, first and second. It's Wyatt Spring Camper at second base. 
and Aiden Meyer after the intentional pass at first. And now the response from Wyatt Pratt, head coach of the Sykeston Bulldogs, he'll come out and wave in his entire infield to have a conversation. So they're going to talk this one over. Here's how this game has gone so far. We're in the bottom of the ninth inning. St. Genevieve was able to play two runs all the way back in the first inning with Spring Camper and Meyer themselves both coming around to score. Then in the fourth inning, one of those runs was brought back by Sykeston as Levitt would come around and find home plates. St. Genevieve would get a trio of runs in the bottom of the fourth, but Sykeston would play two in the fifth and two in the sixth to tie us up at five all. And that's where we're at right now in the ninth inning as the home plate umpire, Tim Donzi, will go out to the mound and at least try to break up this conversation. Finally will as he had to kind of stick his whole head in there to get around Luke Gadbury, the catcher. Once the home plate umpire starts coming out, that's when the meeting adjourns. Seldom do they actually have to be the ones to break up the party. They do there. And here we go, Ferranto with Spring Camper at second as the game-winning run for St. Genevieve. Trying to walk it off in nine. Nobody out, bottom of the ninth inning. First pitch, missing off the plate for a ball and sliding the barrel of the bat up a little bit in his hands was Ferranto. Showing his hand a little bit on a bunt. He's 0 for 3 on the day. Taylor steps off the mound. And we'll take a look to second and draw set. Looks again. The 1-0 bunt shown. Missing it is Ferranto. 1-1. One one. This is a dangerous situation to pop a bunt up, especially with runners coming off the bag like they do when a bunt is shown. And getting that secondary when... The infielders move around and a base opens up. As Wyatt Spring Camp right to get back to second base quickly after that missed bunt. You don't want to pop one up here if you're Fronto. Taylor draws set. Turns towards second. He's going to throw that way. It gets away from the shortstop. Connor Wallace as it's behind him and into center field. Spring Camper to third. Meyer to second as he slides in safely. Game-winning run for St. Genevieve is 90 feet away with Ferranto up at the plate. I don't think we'll see the bunt sign from him anymore unless they're trying to push for the squeeze. No. And they're going to intentionally walk him instead with a 1-1 count. Head coach Mike McDaniel gave him the swing away sign. And I think we're going to have a fifth infielder come in here, Sean. They're, no, they were just no. waving in the left fielder coming yeah, in. The, the entire outfield is actually coming in. No doubles situation, nothing behind them. If there's going to be a sacrifice hit into the outfield, they want a chance to make a play at the plate. And it's Schwent, who was in line for the win for much of this game until the sixth, has a chance to give St. Genevieve the win nonetheless. Takes a first pitch ball on the outside part of the plate, 1-0. Would you call this defense in the outfield? No no run scoring defense? Because the no doubles defense would be back yeah, near true, the wall. Yeah, true, true. I have not seen in, outfielders in this far in a while, Sean, yeah, especially is, at the high school this level. This is extremely shallow for the outfield. Pitch missing in the outside part of the plate. Two into oh, your count. And Taylor, he hasn't thrown a lot of pitches in this inning, but this is the one inning where he hasn't been able to find the strike zone. 8 of 11 in the 5th when he made his first appearance in the game. 10 of 14 in the 6th. All 5 of his pitches that he threw in the 7th. Yeah, just a 5-pitch 7 inning. All of them were for strikes. 11 of 16 in the 8th. Here, just 2 of the 6 pitches he's thrown in this inning. He's had a harder time locating the strike zone here. The 2-0. 
Upstairs, 3-0. and oh, The St. Genevieve Dragons are a pitch away from walking in the game-winning run. Taylor sets. He needs a strike. The 3-0. Inside part of the plate, backing off, and it's called a strike on Schwent. I thought that was about to be ball four. Oh, me as well, Sean. I don't think if you're the pitcher there, Taylor, you wouldn't have just put one that he could hit there either. The 3-1. Hit in the air, right field. It's going to drop for a base hit. Spring Camper comes home to score, and they are chasing down Brian Schwent and will mob him in between first and second base. On the St. Genevieve Dragons, if they want to turn around their season, they needed a victory like this. Walk-off fashion in nine innings, 6-5 to St. Genevieve beats Sykeston. We'll head to the Bill Bass American Family Insurance Post Game Show when we return after this on the Parkland Sports Leader AM 1240 KFMO.